was an NFL talent. What up, what up, what up? You probably saw him on Last Chance U, seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody going to say shit about JB. I've got a chip on my shoulder. Trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back right what up what up what up what up sarah hello what's going on everybody on youtube everybody out there on the audio side great show lineup today here on the coach jb show with sarah blake appreciate everybody joining us hit the like button subscribe become a member today we got three nfl legendary people coming on today back to back to back um so it'll be a great show sarah um I know we got a lot to discuss. Me and you haven't even had our little banter yet, so it's just waiting to happen. It looks like your technical difficulties have been fixed, so... Let's hope so. <laughs> the show looks good. The backdrop looks good, so we're all ready to go. Quote of the day. Let me get the quote of the day started so we can get our guests. Uh, I don't want to keep nobody waiting, especially this man. Um, he would knock my motherfucking ass out. I don't want to do that. I don't want to fuck around with him. Uh, Stop being okay with things you aren't okay with. Period. That's my own damn quote. Make sure you guys uh, write that shit down and take it home with you. And you coaches out there, start using that shit. Because you either coach it or allow it. And you are allowing too much shit nowadays. I'll tell you that. Um, but stop, stop being okay with shit you just aren't okay with. Sarah, we got a great lineup today. So we're going to get right after it. I appreciate you coming on and joining us. And as always, and giving us your great banter and real talk isms, right? Sarah isms. So, uh, with no, uh, you know, no, uh, appreciate everybody coming on in. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Without further ado, I'm going to bring my main man, Mr. Oklahoma Sooner. Uh, college Hall of Fame inductee and former NFL Dallas Cowboy Roy Williams joining the show. What up, my brother? What's going on, man? I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you joining us, having some having some time for us. Um, how's it been going, man? You are you in Oklahoma? I am in Oklahoma. Yes, gotcha. just chilling. How bad yeah. you missing Cali? That's all I want to know, dog. People people don't know you from Cali. I think people don't That's realize straight. that. Straight from the Bay Area. I Hell, know. I just I, honestly, I just seen the um, the deal that came out for the California High School Hall of Fame. I made that. Really? So yeah, shit, wow. that's really exciting. That's ridiculous. It's, oh, yeah, that is yeah. dog. Cause you, hey, that is because uh, 
And the reason Roy said it's ridiculous is because if you go back and look at all the California greats that have came out, uh, you will see that there's more NFL players and, and legendary Hall of Famers from right here in Cali, especially just in his area alone. Just so you guys can throw, let, let this resonate. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, all within 20-mile radius. So this is somewhere where Roy grew up as well, right in that same area. So congratulations, brother. Much uh, Thank you. you deserving. Shit, you were well-deserving. Um, what's you. going on? What you got going on now? Uh, you know, I'm a, a husband and a, a father of three. Um, I live um, I live in, um, in Oklahoma, of course, but... Ever since I retired, I, you know, I always, one thing I always wondered was why NFL guys moved back to their college towns. And then I, I went, I had an opportunity to go to Columbus, Ohio, and I seen Eddie George. He had restaurants, he had real estate stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm moving back to Oklahoma. I don't know what the hell's going to happen for me, <laughs> but I'm moving back to Oklahoma. And after a year being here, I got linked up with uh, my business partner. And we started a security company and literally the, our first year was 2000. We formed in 2012, um, 2013, start building our first client. Literally we had probably about maybe 10 security guards operating about uh, like two States. And now we're in like 32 plus 32 States and got over 2000 guards. So um, we're just, I'm, I'm just enjoying the process, man. It's, it's, it's been fun being able to run a business and watch it organically grow to what it is now. Hell yeah. No, much love, man. I appreciate you, Sarah. She's a vol Tennessee vol fan, man. And and you, you guys have something in common because she's a, she's down there, Tennessee vol. She has a question for you about, uh, hypo. He was your quarterback, right? Yeah, he was 2000 champion. Yeah. I have a two part question. Okay. So, how was Josh Heupel as a leader in the locker room first? Second, do you think he is the guy to bring Tennessee back to that national championship talk? First, um, there's no greater coach that you guys could have picked. And uh, Josh is a phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, he was a phenomenal quarterback then, and he's a phenomenal coach, and he, he can reach the players. Let's just say that. And then two, um, his presence, when he spoke, everybody listened. Uh, he, he was no nonsense. He was, he was, he was all business. And we, and we, everybody that played in that 99 and 2000 team, everybody took a little bit from coach Bob Stoops, as far as his business approach mentality. And you can see that with the lineage of all the coaches that have come underneath coach Bob and, and where they're at now, and, you know, Josh is a part of that. And, you know, his creativity <clears throat> is going to be really fun to see with, uh, you know, the upcoming talent that are coming through the doors at Tennessee. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am, too. I want him to win. I'm, I'm so sad. I was sad to see him not be able to stay on at, at um, o- OU for whatever. Appearance. I don't know what the reasons were, um, but I would have loved to have you know, kept him home back in Oklahoma, but Tennessee, you guys got a good one for sure. I think so too. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, Roy. I got to ask this question, dog. And you know, I, I got to get out there. Why are you using white boy Roy Williams as your profile picture, the <laughs> basketball legendary coach? I got to know the story because everyone loves it. And, and we laugh a lot. We laugh about it all the time. People always hit me up. Um, 
How'd that shit start and how'd it come to fruition? So, so coach, coach Williams, the coach, he doesn't have a Twitter. So after I actually, after I retired, um, Roy Williams, the receiver, which we know we get confused a lot. Yeah, yeah, because my guy yeah. just screwed up and put your face on the damn so, thumbnail. Exactly. But so a lot of people would tech or at me on Twitter thinking that I was a receiver. And I just, you know, at first then I started defending myself. And then I was like, man, I'm just going to own it and just have fun with it. And man, it went from the receiver to the coach. And I'm like, dude, have you guys not looked at my avatar? Like, literally, <laughs> it's a black dude. It's me. So, but, um, so a fan or one of my Twitter followers made that for me. And I was like, dude, that's hella funny. And look at his hands. They're white. <laughs> it's phenomenal. So I use I use that as my avatar now. Really? A fan so made it for roll me. roll with it. Oh, I just roll with it. Hey, it's you know who cool. else? You, I'm sure you know uh, all these guys. Remember Antonio Brown? Not the current one, but the one that played for the Bucks back in the day and, and yes. the receiver. Mm-hmm. He, yep. me, and him became close, and then I don't know. I have, I man, I just saw he disappeared. I hope he's all right. I haven't heard from him, and he got off social media. But he was the same thing. Everyone was hitting him up, thinking he was AB. When AB yeah. started doing all this crazy shit, he, they <laughs> thought it was him, and he was like, "Dog, that ain't me. I'm the other Antonio Brown. Yeah. I played it receiver also in the NFL. So I, mm-hmm. I know we got a lot of same name type of stuff. So." Um, that's a good story. Listen, before I got to ask you, Sarah's a Tennessee fan and Uh a linebacker transferred from university of Michigan, transferred to Tennessee. And today he was arrested. Um, and basically my question to you is like, Heupel being a guy, you know, and and you just vouch for, and I I like Heupel too. I have dealt with him in recruiting. You know, he took the kid that's from USC. Also, I think he just got cleared today. Sarah was saying, um, What's his name? Brew. Who is it? Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy. So, so Lincoln Riley wasn't going to release the kid to Tennessee to Josh, and he finally, I guess, today got fixed. But uh, this kid got arrested, transferred from Michigan. Brew is a transfer already. He signed with SC out of high school, goes to Texas, and then back to SC in the same year. And then now transfers to Tennessee. So my question is, do you think Josh, and you like Josh, and I like Josh, do you think it's the right thing to do now just because it's the basically the fad? You got to get portal kids to compete. Um, But do you think it's it's the great thing on paper? It's a good thing on your roster. You get these guys. But is the locker room suffering and then the persona of these guys getting arrested and these these so shitbirds, so to speak, in your locker room, it only takes one bad apple. Do you think that's going to bite Josh in the in the butt? It, I mean, it can, but that goes for any other school that takes a, a portal kid, right? But at the same time, <clears throat> you said that that uh, that that guy that hit the portal, he he bounced back and forth, went to another team, and then jumped to another team. I mean, I would be more worried about, you know what I mean, where's this kid's loyalty really lie, you know? Exactly. And is he running from, because he has to compete for a job and he's just not given a job. Anything worth really having, you're going to have to work for it, you know? And everything's right. just not going to be rolled out on a gold platter for you or silver platter, whatever word we want to use, but it's just not going to be easy. So I would be more worried about the guys that keep bouncing from school to school. I wouldn't want them. 
You know, I'd rather take a blue collar worker that has like two or three stars that is uh that is just he is he's hard nosed worker. You know what I mean? He brings his dedication to most definitely. I mean, that's what comes with a blue collar worker. They're dedicated. They're on time. They're going to do everything that's asked of them. They're loyal. They're not going to ask any questions. Yeah. I agree, so, man. I agree. That's kind of where yeah. I'm at. I, I just wouldn't take a portal kid. I talked to Sark, good friends of mine, Lane Kiffin, Sark, all these big name guys. I'm like, dude, he's like, JB, listen, <laughs> I know you and I know you want to like my thing is, Roy, I wouldn't want to take uh, if I signed Roy Williams out of high school and I got him to Oklahoma and he's my guy and I'm building this new culture as the head coach and I'm Josh Hypo and I got this new culture I'm putting in. I want to, and, and I'm taking a kid who's in the portal from Oklahoma State. Not only my rival, but a team that I think I'm better than every year, or I'm going to be better than. I want to take you. I would think you're other people's trash. And I'm like, nah, my program's going to be better than that. And so that's just where my beef lies with taking the portal kids, because I want to win with the kids that are my kids, my hand selected kids. And Sark straight out told me, man, he's like, dude, I'm going to tell you. You'll lose because this is the deal now. You have to take these kids um, or you're going to get blown out because kids are just leaving at such a high rate right now. There's 6,000 kids in the portal. And I'm just like, damn, dog. I, I just I can't see myself doing it for these simple reasons, though. You just don't have that that loyalty. I don't know where it lies. How fast are you ready to get out of here because I called you an MF or something. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, it's, it's, it's tough. It, no, it, it truly is. It's it's tough to navigate those waters. And um, I I don't wish that on any coach because <laughs> <clears throat> think about like uh, Coach Venables and then Coach um, uh, Lincoln Riley. He goes to USC. He's inheriting players that he yes. doesn't even know. You know, you're inheriting a lot of stuff. That's the same thing that happened in, in – uh, 90 the end of 98 season and OU um John Blake got fired rest his soul and then Bob Soups comes in and it took it literally took a year for us to gel together and see eye to eye because that first year in 99 I mean it was a constant battle you know of terminology and just I mean it just growing pains culture change yeah yeah for sure and he and they changed the culture you know they got all the bad apples out there and then you know we went on that run in uh, 2013 and 0. So um, it's just it's difficult. I know you have to play the game, but at the same time, I mean, when you get your guys that you know are your guys, you know it, it's tough to shy away from them. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, speaking of intervals, man, JUCO guy went to Garden City JUCO in Kansas. Uh, yeah, he played with you, didn't he? Or is he before you? Venables? Yeah. No, Venables is my coach. Oh, he coached you on defense, huh? Yeah. But was he a GA or was he actually coaching? He was a co- he was a linebacker's coach. So he played at Oklahoma when? Venables? Yeah. Venables never played at uh, OU. He didn't? No. So wait up. He played at JUCO in Kansas at Garden City. And did he end up going to K-State? Did he play at K-State? Is that where it was? He had, I know he has ties to K-State. I know he coached there, too, but I thought he played there Okay, well. he played at K-State 91-92. Okay. Okay. Okay, so he was a full-time. Yeah, I, was, I was 11 um, years old. Oh, shit, dog. <laughs> so, wait, how old are you right now, 40? 42. Okay, if I'm, a, I'm 46, so okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, he played at K-State, that's right. But I remember it because he went Mangino to Mangino was on that coaching staff, correct? Yes, Coach Mar- uh, Mark Mangino, Big Papa. That's my guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a big teddy bear, man. Hey, he gets the best dude. Hugs. Hey, last time KU won something. Yeah, I exactly. Know. And I'm just yeah. like, dog, people don't understand that shit. And they, guess what? Another guy that got fired because he was real and, was, and kids was just so soft that he couldn't get yelled at. They yeah. got him up out of there. And guess what? KU ain't did shit since. No, they uh, have not. But I was going to ask you your your thoughts on Venable. He coached you, so obviously <laughs> you know the deal. This whole you're closer than most people. This whole summer drama, you know, I think the transition from Lincoln. We'll get into that, and it goes to Venables, and he comes in there. Great tradition, of course, led by you and your and Oklahoma's history. What what is your take on the drama with the DC after he read the damn laptop from the kid and all that old stuff? Is it? Do you also vouch for the DC that got fired or, or resigned? OC. Oh, OC. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, he's OC. not even OC. He was a um, not a whiteout guy. Yeah, he was. He was white. I mean, Coach Gundy's went from running backs to Kel Gundy. Over. Right. He worked. Uh, Coach Coach Gundy's went all through. Kel Gundy went all through. Coach Gundy. Yeah. Went yeah. all through uh, the offensive ranks. I mean, he's done everything. I mean, he's like a utility knight. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it was an un- unfortunate um, situation. I mean. Because he's had a lot right, of he's right. had a lot of brothers come sticking up for him too. That's why I'm wondering. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. no, no, a thousand percent. I mean, right or right is wrong is wrong. Um, I I get both sides. I'm I hate to see him leave because he's such a staple within the, our university and our, our program. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation. I I mean, I feel super bad for him honestly because because I mean now the narrative is you know he's. Right. You know, he doesn't like African-American Brother, players. Yeah. That's the furthest thing from yeah, the truth. Right. You know what I mean? And right. it's just, you know, you know what bugs me, though, the most is the fact that he asked players to. And, you know, I'm going to rewind. I spoke to the team um, probably about two weeks before that probably happened. And I said, hey, once you come in, you got to lock in and, you know, do your work, do your job. Right. And then. You got to have your coach tell you to pull out your iPads and write down notes. Like, first off, no you, that's a prerequisite. You should already be ready to, to go because you're supposed to be locked in. And then on the flip side, it's like you're doing something that you're not supposed to do. And then you got to get you're getting called out. And he probably shouldn't have read what you wrote. Because, I mean, he could have read, but just left out some of the, the verbiage. But now he's now he's lost his, his job, his livelihood. Because you're not doing your job. And that's messed up. And people ask me, do you want to coach? And it's like, man, it's kind of tough to be a college coach because I'm putting my livelihood and reputation, 19 year old, you know, in their hands. Like, it's tough. Let me, let me, I'm going to equate it to this because I know Kel a little bit and he's been recruiting me for a long time. My thing is this (laughs) knowing how he is with the kids and and obviously being a go getter that he is and a recruiter that he is and, and a relationship that he has with kids off the field, right? Or he would never even get those kids to come to Oklahoma. Uh, that's what a lot of cats don't get. You got to have an off-the-field relationship before you ever get them on the field. He, mm-hmm. I know what happened. Like, this happens every t- everywhere now, and that's why I'd walk in and I'd have a coach that took role have them raise their pins up in the air because they knew it was note time. Like, we're taking notes, so put your notes, put your pin up, and let's go to work. And... 
I know that he had to stop the meeting, and you know whiteouts are a gr- different group of cats to deal with, right? Keep it real, boy. They're like DBs. Both of y'all are the same. They're, they're the most egotistical group in the room, the whiteouts. So <laughs> that whiteout group, um, you know, he's probably walking around like T, and then he sees this shit, and he's probably trying to still be co- cool with the group because that's his group. So he's reading this shit off, fucking around, blasting the kid out. And he's probably just going fast. You know, he got a big room. You're probably just going through whatever he read. And that's what he read. And it's like, fuck. I mean, like, it, it's, it's unfortunate. And I'm glad you brought up the point that this is the kid's. It, it, I mean, it, it, you know, it starts with the kid doing the wrong shit. And, and we got we to gotta correct you by putting you on blast. I used to bang tables if kids were asleep. Like, shit, I'd be fired now. Like, that's how soft we become. So, But they need to take it back old school. This. Yeah. With a pen. No I mean, there's too many distractions if you have an iPad. you have It's too accessible to everybody to, to tune everything else out that you're supposed to be paying attention to. Like, yeah. is he on TikTok, Honestly? Roy? Is he on Twitter? Is he on TikTok? Like, what was he really on? You know what I mean? Shit. We don't no, know what he I really mean, was on. I, I think he was... Uh, Writing down like rap lyrics or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Know, well, hell remember. yeah. So I mean, it's just like that's terrible. Not, <laughs> like, not in the middle. <laughs> what? Are you working for the itch? Uh, he's he's probably working out the introduction song for the hype video movie. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, oh my but, gosh! But Practicing just, his hype. I'm just playing. Yeah. I'm just playing. I'm just. Playing, so. <laughs> hey, it's, so, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, man. it is. It's, it's shitty deal. Um, What's your feeling on Lincoln Riley, man? I know he leaves uh, Oklahoma kind of at a spur of the moment. Is Did that shock the community? And then, if so, how long was it to get over that for a cat? that If a cat don't want me, I'm like, hey, I'm over it. If you don't want me, I don't want you. Or if you don't want me, I don't want to be here. But was that, a, was that a shock to the community or the, or the, or the, or the Boomer Nation? Or was it, uh, we're, we're over it. We're getting on. We're moving on with Venables. I would, I would say... Um, when it first happened, yeah, it, it was like he, it's like a thief came. I mean, a thief came in, in the middle of the night, just took everything and just you know gutted the pro, kind of gutted the program and bounced. Oh, you know? I know and, how that feels. And so, <laughs> but I, I, I do want to give props to the coaches that stayed stayed on to finish out you know their job and that 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 season, and coached in the bowl game, because um, that's tough not knowing if you're going to have a job. And some of them knew that there was a strong possibility that they would not be asked back, but they still finished out the job and they were there for the kids. And I want to give much props to all those coaches that did that. Like um, beating ball well stayed, right? Huh? Did beating ball stay, O-line guy? Yeah, a lot of uh, the majority of the offense stayed. Um, yeah, majority of the offense uh, got I know Simmons left with rehired. him. Dennis Simmons left yeah, with Simmons, him. Yeah, Simmons, yeah. Yeah, that's I know. Yeah, Coach Simmons left. I know. Yeah. I so, know. I mean, are we are we hurt by it? I mean, it was a sting. I'm not going to sit up here and lie, but mm. you know, here's here's the, the honest truth. I mean, he left. It hurt a little bit, but we got our guy. Yeah, you know, and Coach Venables. We're going in the SEC. Coach Venables understands how that SEC operates and moves. And now we got a coach that knows how to operate and move within the SEC and how they do their things. And um, different conferences bring out the best in the coach or it brings out the worst in the coach, right? Mm-hmm. 
we all know the Pac-12 is not the strongest league, right? So some leagues deserve certain coaches, and I'm happy for Coach Lincoln Riley that, you know, he got to go to the to the Pac-12 because I feel that, I mean, he, he may do amazing there because he's a pass-happy coach and he can, you know, hopefully light up the scoreboards. I mean, for all – for what it's worth, I, I wish I honestly I wish them well because there's a lot of coaches that I became real close with. There's some coaches like uh, Coach Wiley. I knew him when I was in, with the Cowboys, and he's there. He's a strength coach, so I, I wish them well. I don't wish them no harm. I mean, but if You're we were to play a them, nice person. no. But if we were to play them, I want to blow their ass out. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but I mean, I just. I don't have no ill will towards uh, Lincoln. And yes, he has a nickname around here, but I'm not going <laughs> to repeat it. But um, oh. <laughs> it's it's all good. I mean, it, it's it's all good. Like, it's like. But listen, do you think we, he's we going to get it. what he asked for? That's the problem. Be careful what you ask for, because now they're going into the Big Ten, right? Yeah, so, no, so sure. like, you're only going to have a year of that past happy shit at SC. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. And. And my question leading up to that was, what is your take? Because I had a guy yesterday who played at Colorado right. and was 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 in tune. You know, he was an old school Big Eight, Colorado, Nebraska, Oklahoma. That that original conference, he hated that they went to the Pac-12 years ago, and he thought mm-hmm. that that should have stayed because that rival at the time was so strong. And most of y'all talent was from Cali. On all three yeah. of those rosters, right? Even back in the day with my boy Darian Hagen at Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. You had all, you know, from shit, from uh, Lawrence Phillips that went to Nebraska, who was played Run against me in high school. Um, mm-hmm. Just everybody on those rosters, Abdullah, like everybody from damn near Compton and Watts was all out there in, in Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Colorado. And the rivalries, we, rivalries were real. Um do you agree? How do you feel about now OU going to the SEC, Tennessee, Vol, Sarah Blake country? How, do, how does that – do you have the same sentiment or are you about chasing this bag and getting this TV money and making resource, you know, facilities better? And Well, first off, I can't chase no bag because I get no benefit off right. of the motherfuckers going so I ain't getting that no way, regardless right. if they go or don't. Um, but – I'm, I mean, <clears throat> it's time to evolve. You know, Big 12 doesn't get as, as the recognition that they should for, I mean, how good our conference was. Back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, the Big 12 was a conference. Right. You know, we were, yes. we were handling our business, and now it's SEC, and um, and I get it. I mean, they, I mean, they're doing amazing jobs. Chris Saban with Alabama. Um the Kirby Georgia, at Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Kirby has turned that program right. around it's as well. It's easier to recruit out there as well, though, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, but I'm not I'm, – I'm for it. I'm not – hell, the, wasn't the ACC that signed the $7 billion contract? Yep. I mean, yes. the, the universities, though, they're chasing that. They're chasing that yes. back. President, you know, right. Because this, this uh, NIL deal has put a – it's that shit oh, crazy, man. Let me tell you something. I wish I was born uh, about ten years ago because oh. I'll be I'll be ready for some nil money. But shit. could you imagine after? Yeah. I mean, especially you with the big play, the Superman play, mm-hmm. and all the nid. You know, it would have been great. No, oh, it'd be it'd been awesome. But I, I mean, I'm I'm so happy for the kids, and I just hope that you know they have 
you know, some financial literacy courses on teaching them how to put that yes. money away, let the money work for them, you know, but I mean, Coach but you can understand this when, like, for instance, when I first got drafted, I had family members come out the woodwork. Hey, this is your cousin <laughs> from such and such. I'm like, I have no clue who you are. I, I would call my mom. Like, who is this? I don't know who that is. Okay. You know, like, but, you know, people have all these ideas and, oh, <laughs> all these ideas on how they can make, you know, make more money, you know, and it's just like, nah, you know, because if you had that, if you, if you had the, the knowledge, then why are you, are you, why are you not there now? You know? And so you just gotta be, I just, for the, the young kids that are doing NILs and the family members, man, protect your, protect your child, you know, and protect your money, you know, because it, it is, it is a lot, it is astronomical numbers, especially for, from like, for me being inner city, not even being able to understand the concept of the magnitude of as how much money you can make off your your name and likeness just be smart if you have to read books get some audio books just and and find you some people outside of um find you some some good reputable bankers and cpas from reputable companies and uh hell that's that should be a a thing like the nfl has They'll have uh, companies vet it before they are allowed to talk to kids. That that would be a big thing. It, it's interesting you said that because you mentioned Eddie George earlier, a good friend of mine as well, and I I talked to him a lot, quite a bit. I've helped him out, and he's called me for some things uh, while he's over here now at Tennessee State um, in the mm-hmm. HBCU deal with Dion, and they're doing that thing. Ooh. You know, he does that financial accounting for a lot of big business people, and he does a lot of financial literacy uh, literacy stuff which he's huge on, which is good for these youngsters to have a coach now that's actually coaching them, um, yeah. doing those things. Um, and that was my it's question. Huge. That was my lead-on question. I, NIL deals and making money. It's probably something we all wanted growing up and our age, right? And, we, <laughs> and once we signed a big scholarship, if Roy Williams signs with Oklahoma, how great would it have been, like you just mentioned, to get this NIL deal? But my question to you is, has it now gone too far where there is no coming back from it and there's like a hierarchy lost within player and coach? And I think the coach, the kid now believes before he even learns how to drive, we're giving these kids the car keys. I say it all the time. Has it become so bad now where if you can't handle a coach yelling at you or you can't handle being a backup because you're just not ready to go on the field, you're now entering the portal you're transferring. You already got an NIL money, who, which is not tied up to the school at all. So you can leave like the LSU quarterback just did. And, like, do you think it's gone too far? Or are you like, fuck it, these kids deserved it this whole time? Or, or are you mad like me? Like, fuck that. We didn't get it. Um, All, all of the above. <laughs> no, seriously. Nah, all I of really, the above. I know. It's like, I know. No, just being honest, because it's like, yeah. man, I wish I had an opportunity, right? But at the same time, it's like, we're not haters, right? I'm not. I'm not going to hate. I'm all good. I mean, our our work and our our contribution to the game. We helped open up this avenue for the current players. That's just like players from the '60s and '70s. Now in the you know '80s and '90s, everybody got more. Everybody's getting more. You know, I got more than the guys that came before me, and then the guys that came after me. They're getting, they're getting bags. So I mean, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm happy for them. You know, right. 
but the the NIL deals, I mean, it's I don't know how they're going to be able to prevent it from happening. There's so many there's so many different loopholes and <clears throat> so I don't I don't know how that's going to, you know, you just got to I mean, it's it's a fine line and there's a lot of there's a lot of schools and there's a lot of different business entities that are stepping over that line and doing some unethical stuff. And I, I, I know of, and I know I've, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot of stories. And so, you know, to each his own, I mean, good for them. Like literally that's, that's why I'm saying financial literacy. If you're going to, if you're going to get that, put it away, let it work for you. Hell, some of these kids are not even going to make it to the NFL and they could easily make, if they stayed five years and they got a half a million a year and they're able to put that away yes. and not touch it and put it or in an invest. annuity, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Put it in an annuity and just let it, just let the money let just eat. keep making money. You know, you're good. Like, so it's it's crazy. And, and you mentioned Eddie George and the um, historical black college HBCUs. I I um, presented Grant Delpit the uh, Jim Thorpe Award a couple of years ago. And I went to Mike James, the uh, director of the Jim Thorpe um, Association, and I said, we need to have an award. Why can't we be the first ones to have an award for DBs, right? And so he was like, that's interesting. Let's do it. So finally, it took about two years or a couple of years, but we finally got the Aeneas Williams yeah. Defensive back award for historical black colleges. Hell yeah! So oh, I'm really, I'm really stoked about that. So when you mentioned that, I was like, man, that's gonna be. I can't wait. It's gonna be so dope. Hey, you know Reggie yeah. Barlow too? Uh, I've I've heard of Reggie. Okay. I, I don't. I, I think probably they, met him. I think he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Uh, and then he's the he's the new head coach for the XFL Washington D.C. team. He's coming on after Walter next. Um, okay. He's come on the show too, so I didn't know because he went to Alabama State and then he's been coaching ABC, HBCU at Virginia State, uh, a few okay. places. I think he was at Auburn too, but he's been coaching all over the place. But uh, he played in the league, I think, eight years or something. Okay. So, well, tell I us, didn't... tell us, DBs, they better bring it this season. Yeah. Hey, let them be. Hey, somebody has to be the first one to win this award. Hell yeah! You know? Hell yeah! No doubt. That's it's, good. That's good yeah. shit. Um, what is your thoughts on the Cowboys right now, current day? Um, you know, Cowboys, I, I, to me, you know, it's always the most hyped team, right? Even when you were there, Detroitman days, Irvin, after them hey, came those you. Those were the days, though. Yeah, they were the they, they deservingly so were America's yes. team, right? Um, is Dak the guy? And has the Cowboys digressed since last year's roster, losing Amari, losing uh, the big-time DN backer? I thought they I thought they lost a, a, a step in the roster, um, but... Is Dak really the guy, and and do you see them getting back ever to uh, what you guys once were? I well, I wish I can say I were were. I mean, I wish I can say where we once were, but we. I mean, hell, we. I think we won like one or two playoff games. Yeah. In my career, when I was there, so back to the nineties. Uh, Who was there with you, Romo? Tony Romo was there. I had Quincy Carter. Um, I had uh, Drew Henson. Uh, yeah. Clint Sterner. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, – but I I think Dak – I think Dak is the guy, right? Um, still head-scratching 
with the money uh money cooper deal i don't understand why we let him go uh i just he would I mean but i mean to each his own i don't, I don't know um cd is gonna have some you know some big shoes to fill i mean he is uh you know he's gonna be the number one target guy and he's, he's hurt to, right yeah i think he's questionable right now um but I, I I feel that whenever he does get back on the field, they're going to have to be creative on trying to get him the ball because double him. Yeah, because he's going to get doubled because yeah. he's the number one guy now. He's used to uh, Cooper being out there and Cooper getting all that attention. So he you know he can beat he can beat the one on one matchups. But when you're getting double teamed, you know that's just that's just the that's just the curse of being a uh, receiver number one. Hell yeah. That's why I think Carr is going to struggle more than people think at the Raiders because I think they're going to double the shit out of Devontae Adams and you're going to see how good Renfro really is. Renfro's not bad. No, he's not bad, but I don't think no, Carr is that good. That's my thing. Uh, he ain't Aaron Rodgers, some, brother. He ain't no, Aaron I mean, that's, that's true. There's not many people that are Aaron Rodgers, you know? Um, but at the same time, I, I, I feel that Carr can get Renfro the ball, he got it to him last year, and he put up some decent stats last year. Yeah, you know, no doubt. So, no doubt. But now he just he, he has an extra weapon. Let me ask you this, though. Speaking of that, yeah. I don't know if you saw this. Chris Sims came out today and said Aaron Rodgers is not a top-five quarterback in the NFL, and he said he takes Burrow all day over Brady. And he just continues to say some shit that blows my mind. But if Aaron Rodgers ain't a top-five quarterback right now, who the hell is? Like, there's this— Wait, didn't he have— Patrick Mahomes up there then? I'm sure. I didn't even look at it. I'm assuming. But but it's some of the things he says is crazy. But but going back to the Cowboys, uh, I I believe the only receiver they have that's going to start the season healthy is the Gallup kid, isn't it? I think so. And Gallup, I I like him. I think he's good. He's coming off injury too. Yeah, I think he's been injured too though. So, um, but does Zeke? Can he hold? Can he carry the load still? And, and you know, as I know, the running back position is so finicky because mm-hmm. one year age is an NFL running back is five years age human, right? Uh, yeah. We know that's what it is, and and you can see Saquon Barkley struggling and McCaffrey and all these freaks of nature. We thought were going to be the best mm-hmm. thing, uh, you know. Even Adrian Peterson after the the, the injury. Came back strong as hell, but he just it ages you in that level. Um, I, I don't know if Zeke's the same. Is he going to give you the same production? And I think the Pollard kids is even more explosive right now because he's younger. Um, but is that the guy that's going to help Dak out? Because Dak, obviously, you know, play action's a huge part of their business. Um, they got to be able to shell the run game and get those guys down in the box and try to help throw over the top to these wideouts. But uh, without a Cooper, like you said, I just don't know if you load the box anymore. I don't think you have to. Yeah. Um, you can play coverage. <clears throat> I don't – I mean, only time will tell, you know, because, I mean, last year with, with Zeke coming back, I mean – he didn't have one of his better seasons. Let's just say right, that. Right, I'm right. not. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, dog another guy because I mean I was that guy at one point. So I I feel that he can have a, if he has one of his previous year seasons like after I mean his rookie year and, and after um, the Cowboys can be a very dangerous team. Um, so it, it just depends on. If he can get, I mean, I know he's lost a lot of weight and, 
you know, he shred. I mean, he he shattered a lot of weight, and I mean, he's real cut up, and he's back down to you know the the weight that he wanted to get to. So I'm I'm interested to see how um, you know Zeke comes back because you know there's a lot of doubters, you know, right. doubting him and right. doubting the Cowboys, but that comes with the attention of being on Jerry's team. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. What's your take on that? I know uh, you played there and you got loyalty to that organization just because you're a loyal dude anyway, character-wise, uh, high-character guy. Is is it the best situation for an organization or in Cowboys in this case as the <clears throat> owner being the GM? Is it Does it really work and can it work again like when Jimmy Johnson was there? Or, or is he hiring head coaches who are just yes-men and saying, all right, it is what it is? Because Jimmy wasn't that guy, obviously, right? So... Um, is it the best situation, in your opinion, that he's both? And does he ever give it up? Neither was Parcells, that guy. No doubt, no doubt, no um, doubt, no doubt. But I I don't know. I've never been one for controversy or talking back to a coach or a GM, whatever. I, I just always roll with the punches, you know. Do what I'm told. Um, stay in my lane. Do practice. Watch film. Go home. Like, I mean, that was just, that was just me. I mean, there's a lot of people that say Jerry's doing too much. You need to relinquish from the power, but I don't really feel that people really understand that, um, uh, Steven, Charlotte, they, they have a big say in what goes on as well. And just because you see, Co- um, you see, uh, Jerry up front, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean he's really making the decisions on the back end. Right. Right. No, I got you. Um, I'd be remiss, dog, if I don't ask you this thing. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on the, the Deshaun Watson whole thing? I'm I mean, pleased, let me ask yeah. you this. Not even, not even get into the whole thing because it's, it's so <laughs> beaten up, right? Yeah. It's so it's a it's such a dead horse. Is eleven games fair, or what's your thought on the eleven game? I guess re-suspension. <laughs> um. I think it's an unfortunate situation. No doubt. Any Honestly. which way you cut it. I mean, it's just, I mean, regardless of whatever suspension, resuspension came out, there's always going to be at least one person that feelings are going to get hurt. Yep. Oh, it wasn't enough. Or it was too much. Or, you know, it's just shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I mean, you already missed the season. Came into this season thinking he was only going to get six, and now he has 11. I mean, how much more? I mean, hell, I mean, <sighs> almost almost took it somewhere. But um, <laughs> um, it's just I'm, I really don't have much to say because it's like it is, it is a sticky situation. It's, um, you know. It is. It's just a sticky situation. I don't <clears throat> it's tough for me to even want to comment on it because it's just I mean because there's people's lives that have been affected. Right. 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 And not just just people but women. And so with with their lives being affected or impacted, um, you know, you you as a father of two girls, you know, <clears throat> you you feel that. Um No doubt. But I mean, then again, he didn't get indicted on anything, you know. Nothing, no charges were ever. I mean, 
yeah. he didn't get arrested yeah. you know yeah. well so, i mean i also think jimmy haslam he's been paying off these girls a, a thousand so percent so it, you don't want yeah. the nfl to look bad either on their part yeah. with this whole situation if he were to you know be indicted or if there was to be criminal charges it's a really bad look for everybody involved mm -hmm. that's why i said it's just a unfortunate situation that's why it's like it's tough to comment on yeah, it is, man. I, I got a daughter, you know, my daughter's 23, and I'm just like, dude, I, I mean, you know, you look at certain people, and it's just like, you know, fuck. I, I, I used to define cats I recruited, Roy, by one thing. Could you babysit my daughter? And mm -hmm. hell no. Nah. Hell to the no. Nah. You know that song <laughs> they got out there on social media and shit? Uh, <laughs> hey, what, uh, what, what's behind you? A lot of the fans are asking, is that all your cards on the left? Uh, you're right. Um. You're right. Yeah, yeah, right there. Than the Cowboys. Right there. So those are my football cards. That's not all of them. I actually just found some more. So I'm, I have to. I might have to redo this one. So those are all my football cards that I I I have just around the house, right? So those are all my football cards. And then behind me, I'm missing a I'm missing a jersey. But those are all my Pro Bowl jerseys. Okay, that's what here. I thought. Yeah. So those are all. Oh, go back this way. So those are all my Pro Bowl jerseys. I went to five. And then the those photos, those are both Ronnie Lots. Um Idol, your idol? Uh, oh, I love Ronnie. Thousand percent. Ronnie, Steve Atwater, Jack Tatum, Darren, um, Darren Woodson, yeah. uh, you know, Leroy Butler. I mean, I John Lynch, I got his jersey over here. Like, I mean, now no, you and Darren those, were a tandem, right? We were for like two seasons, and then he got hurt, and then he retired. It was ah. Yeah, you guys were you guys were Tough. wrecking shit back there for a while. I had a guy on yesterday, fun. Mac McChesney, played at Colorado. He does his training thing. He had he played for the Broncos for a minute, but he had uh, Steve Atwater on his show the other day, and uh, he was at Broncos camp uh, mm -hmm. doing his live little podcast, and so he was he was just talking about Atwater. I mean, I miss I miss the days of you guys though that used to actually hit people. Um, yeah. Nowadays you can't do it. And, 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 no. and before you get out of here, I know you're busy. Like the current state of the NFL, is it is it truly just because I'm an off? I play quarterback, I'm an offensive guy. I cringe at the quarterback rules. Like to me, I used to like getting that chin shot and throwing a touchdown and talking shit to the defense. Right? You hit me mm -hmm. your hardest, but I still got it done. That was a, like a thing you wanted, you felt when you woke up. Sore, but gratification, right? Nowadays, yeah. you can't hit the dude. Defense has to be so hard to play. And I believe through all these rules and all this shit, I believe it has softened up. Even the defensive cats that aren't soft or whatever we want to say, it's made them soft, though, because they can't hit you anyway. So... I have a conspiracy, man. I really, truly think, not a conspiracy, an ideology. <laughs> that there's more injuries now than there's ever been because nobody knows the speed to play. And you know, as I know, if you're not going full speed, you're going to get hurt. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. It's it's tough. I mean, prime example is uh, now you know that football is changing the Pro Bowl. No, man, that's <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what am I watching? So it, it's totally different. Receivers... And no disrespect to the current receivers, but you would not catch the receivers that are coming across the middle that are coming across the middle. Now, back when I played, they would not be coming across the middle <laughs> yeah. because they know right at this current stage, they know 
that they're allowed to catch the ball and take two steps. You know, when when we when when I played, it was like nah, hell no, nah. you know, simultaneous. It, it's it's gonna be light you up, you know. So <laughs> it's you know it, it's it's more protected for the the players. The NFL is trying to light up the scoreboards, keep people engaged, excited. Nobody wants a a ten to seven football game type deal. They want they want the scoreboards lit up. So I I get it, but. Yes, more injuries are more apparent apparent now that a lot of players are getting hurt because they don't know at what speed to go. And they're more so worried about how to tackle a, a player from the offensive side because they're like, if I hit him up high or hit him in the neck area, I'm going to get fined. <clears throat> if, I, if I try to tackle him from behind, I grab him and the horse collar tackle – Jeez. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you're going to get a horse collar, you know, it's just, there's so many, there's, there's, there's so many different rules that, you know, it's, it's like you have a, you have a plumber, but you take all these tools away from him and you're like, hey, now you got to fix it. No doubt. You know, and no you doubt. don't even have the right tools to fix it because you took all those tools. No doubt. So it, it's just, it's, un, it's, it's unfortunate. It truly is. I mean, just, just a lot of unfortunate events that have happened in football, um, in the league office, rule changes. You know, it's just it's it's sometimes I literally just started watching football probably like a year and a half ago back again. Yeah. And I just and now I just deal with it. You know, it's just like, oh, whatever. But I, I still want to see it. I'm you know, the same as you, I man. Just, I didn't watch it either. Uh, Plus coaching. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, it, it truly is tough, but. It is what it is. Last I mean, thing, what's, what's your game. take? What's your take on these damn hats they're wearing though at practice? These guardian helmets, padded ass helmet that goes on top of the helmet that does absolutely nothing, contrary to belief. Um, everybody wants to tell me, oh, it's ten percent different. No, it ain't. Shut <laughs> up. I don't want to hear that shit. I know all about these guardian helmets. It's just a bad look to me. It's kind of a. I know it's a PR stunt and a marketing ploy. Um, and I'm sure they have a bunch of money that's going out from these guys uh, that they made a deal with in the NFL. But isn't it a bad look if you're a guy of our generation and you're wearing a fucking hat? It's like wearing a damn, I don't know, man, like wearing a condom on your head. This is, you're wearing a stocking cap. <laughs> um, <laughs> Over a helmet. Hold, like, it's stupid. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know the whole science behind it on why they do it. I don't, I don't know their reasoning, but it does. It. I went out to the OU practice and I was like, okay, I guess that's a new thing, you know, because I just don't know. I don't know what I don't know what they do. I truly don't. I mean, the the best the best uh, the best way to get a game ready is to go bang your helmet to helmet. You know, not a pad to pad. <laughs> yeah. You know, so right. it's. I just don't. I don't. I don't know what it. I don't know what it does. So I don't. I mean, I really don't have much to say about it other than it looks a little. It looks. I mean, it looks a little quirky, but hey, that's that's what they're doing now. You know, like kids wearing skinny jeans. Huh? That's what they're doing now. You know, it's just. I don't know what to say. You know? Just I mind my business. Just, just get, hey, between the, the helmet, the guardian cap, and tackling <laughs> robotic dummies. Yeah, it's just to me. It's like I I, t- I took all that. Shit. I, I didn't do it. They were like, "Why you don't use this, coach?" These D ones that would come to practice, and I'm like, they're watching us just bang each other, right? I'm like, these yeah. cats are going to your level. They can have all that pretty shit when they get to you if they make it through football gel and me, because this is yeah. football gel where I'm at. So I'm like, dude. And, and the last time I checked, 
a robot going four miles an hour and with no hips and no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to help yeah. them tackle nobody in a game. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It's just we've gone, we've come a long way. That 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 is that one big frame, and they threw four jerseys inside of it because that shit's hard. There's, it's four. It's four different frames all pushed together. Okay, to make it, yeah, make yeah, yeah. It all complete. And yeah. then right, you see my body, and yeah, then that shit hard. And then right, right on the back end, it's a, uh, the Pro Bowl crest. Okay. So it says it says Pro Bowl in there. I mean, it's no, nah, it's it's dope. I mean, they oops, they did a hell they yeah. did a good job. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah, that's hard. You're a five time Pro Bowler though, right? Yeah, I went five times. Yeah, that's hard, man. Uh, yeah, I went five times. Hey, man, how'd you like my whiskey? I don't really drink. I mean, it was. I mean, I'm not a drinker. I bought it to support you. No. Cigars was cigars are fire though. No doubt, I appreciate it. Oh, I got dude, I got Cuban. I got Cubans coming out next week. Oh, well, so I sign you. me up. Oh, no, 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 no. Like I said before, don't send me anything. I want to support. Uh, and I buy it. I know you, you man, you've been great, man. I appreciate you, Eddie, Marcellus, Wiley, Eddie George. All those guys do the same. So I appreciate you guys greatly, man. I, I definitely though. Um, I know you bought a bunch of whiskey though. You signed for some business partners, didn't you? No, I, I yeah, I gave them out to clients. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what Marcellus Wiley and them did for me too. They bought a bunch of different cases of it and uh, stuff like that. So it's interesting, man. We're trying to get that thing going, but um, no, I appreciate it. a lot of fans in the thing. Love you, man. They they they're all a bunch of Oklahoma people living in here. I got a weatherologist, a meteorologist who's a weatherman in Oklahoma. So he he he's a boomer nation guy. He's die hard. He's a he's a Roy. He's a Superman fan. So. Yep. Hey, I appreciate you joining us, man. Yeah, and uh, no and like I said, we got to do it again. We got to get together, man. Uh, you also tried to help me get a car even. Shit, you've always helped me I out, did. man. I appreciate yeah, you. For sure. No doubt. I mean, hey, you know what? Before I let you go, though. living if you're not going to help out, you know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. No um, doubt. Before I let you go, me. everyone's in here saying, man, Roy's so soft-spoken, but he was a beast. I try to tell people all the time. I said, this is the per- person, these type of cats, like Roy... And these other dudes, Walter Jones is similar. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that you don't fuck with. Like, people don't realize that shit. See, nowadays, everybody went on social media loud and talking shit. And they're yeah. the softest cats in the room. It's yeah. the dude that sat in the front row, took notes, did right, that you had to worry about. And they, this generation has no clue about any of that. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean... Silent assassin. We, we it's silent. You can say silent assassin, and we always were taught about don't be the loudest person in the room. Don't draw no attention to yourself. You know, it's just. I used to get I used to get uh, picked on. You know what I mean. So I just I held it I in. I used to just sit back. You know what I mean, and be like, I didn't mess with people. I just watched. You know, and when you get bullied, you just got to pick one. You take on that one, <laughs> then everybody else will leave you alone. <laughs> so, hey, it's like in jail. You knock a motherfucker out in jail. They're not fucking with you no more. Yeah, they're going to they gonna leave you alone. So I, I just, I've always been this way. Like, I've always been, you know, you know, soft-spoken. But it's it's different when you cut, when you cross between those white lines. It's a light switch goes off. You know what I mean? And it's just a, I've always, I've always, that's how I've always been. So I am, I am soft-spoken. It's funny because I'm, I can't believe I'm gonna say this out loud. So when I used to call or talk to people, 
people used to say I sound white because I was so proper. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, what does that even mean? Uh, I don't even understand what that means. But uh, but no, yeah, I am soft spoken, man. I just that's just me. But I mean, come game time, it's on. Real ones moving, real ones moving silence, like they say. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Hey man, I appreciate you, dog. It's always love. I'm uh, we'll holl- I'll holler at you again, and I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, we'll have to do it again. No, no problem. Thank you guys for having me on. Have a blessed one. All right, Roy, appreciate you. All right, you guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, great, great um banter right there. Uh, my main man, shout out Boomer Sooner in the house, Roy Williams. Um. So me and Sarah, second day on the job. Hey, it's one fifty-seven. We got a we got a Hall of Famer joining us next. Uh, Roy was actually messing around on Twitter with me, and he said, "Man, why you want me on when you got Big Walter Jones joining us, um, who's a Hall of Famer, by the way? Uh, probably, I don't know. I put him in the top three uh, offensive linemen of all time um, that ever has strapped it up. So." Um, it's going to be great to talk to him when he calls in. So me and me and Sarah is just getting our chemistry going. So we haven't even had time to really chop it up because we've had so many guests. So appreciate everybody. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, blow this show up because not a lot of YouTube shows besides the big boys are getting these, uh, these type of guests on here like this at a high rate, in my opinion. So I appreciate everybody joining us and coming on. Um, that's good, Sarah. Yeah, you're getting loosened up. You're talking now. Oh my gosh, she was so nice. I know, huh? I was thinking, man, when Lane Kiffin left for USC, there was a lot of not nice things I said. I couldn't hold my composure like that. (laughs) He's like, oh, well, I wish Lincoln Riley well. I I'm forgot. Like, I forgot all about that. I, I, yeah. Me and Lane are pretty close, so I know Lane, and I, and I forgot about that. I was like, shit, I didn't even think about that, and that's why, that's why you said that earlier when you were talking yes. about you should come out to SC game. Yeah, you would get, you would get, you would get. <laughs> they would eat me alive. Yeah, you would get murdered by your Tennessee ball fans. Um, <laughs> oh shit, you would get murdered. Um, I Unless got a, I throw uh, mustard question. onto the field, you know what I mean? Then they, they would let me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they're – once they see you, I don't think they're going to bother you. But uh, I got a poll question. I'm going to throw it on the bottom down here to everybody in the chat. Uh, what's your most embarrassing moment? Sarah, I don't know. I'm going to put you on the spot. I don't know what mine is. I got to think about it. Um, what's your most embarrassing moment, Josh? Oh, so you got to answer this one. Uh, I know you have some kava stories, drinking kava. Sarah, I don't know if you know what a Polynesian root is. It's a kava drink. It gets you fucked up, though. Um, a lot of Polynesians do it. Um, I don't know. Sarah, I got a lot. I don't even know where to begin on a, on a most embarrassing moment. Um, it's probably something very small. one every week. Very small, though. I got, <laughs> it's probably, like, real small with me. It's probably something dumb, like... Jason Taylor said he shit his pants at work. Wow. Oh, my God. That's an embarrassing moment. That's an embarrassing moment. Um, it is what it is. Hey, without further ado, we got to get to the next great ho- guest. We just had Roy Williams on, and uh, and now it's uh, it's right on to the next, man. It's a Hall of Famer, uh, and uh, he, this man right here requires no introduction if you're a football fan at all. But... Uh, my main man, Big Walter Jones. Walt, what up, man? Hey, what's up, Coach, man? man. Thanks for having me on, man. Hey, chilling, brother, chilling. This is Sarah Blake. She's my co-host, Hello. man. She's a fan, too. I How appreciate you doing, Sarah? You. How you doing? Good. 
Man, you in Bama? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in Bama right now. I Usually right before the season starts, I get here and hang out with the family and get a chance to spend some time with my mom and stuff like that. So I try to get all that stuff in before the season starts. And are, are you are you, uh, are you you usually in Seattle? Yeah, I'm in Seattle full-time. My kids are up there now. I got what, a 22-year-old twin girl and boy. So they were up there and kind of when I retired, they just got into sports. And I had a house here, but I was like, I didn't want to miss them playing ball and stuff. So I decided to sell my house here in Alabama and and made Seattle my, my home full time. No doubt. Now, what's the difference between Seattle and Bama right now? Is it is it uh, rainy? I would say the weather. Humid? I said the weather. The weather is different. Uh, it just, you know, coming from a rural place and, you know, you, you understand how rural it can get, especially in Mississippi and and in Alabama. So just coming from that area and then going to that kind of like that city life for me personally, that was probably the difference. But from a standpoint of playing football there, it was the best place to go. I could go there and, and focus on football. Didn't have to worry about tickets every weekend or dealing with family every weekend. So it was a perfect situation for me. How are you? Are you on your phone? Yeah. Can you turn it sideways? Uh, sure can. Yeah, I think it'll camp- It'll be a bigger picture. Let me turn off. You the, a big, uh, you a big brother, dog. You know, yeah. It should, it should switch. Um, better. Did it switch? Now, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. Better? Um, appreciate you. I'll make you All big. Right. There you go. There we go. We got some technology <laughs> cracking over here. Uh, right. Man, if, 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 if people in the chat, you guys don't know, Walter Jones, NFL Hall of Famer, um, big time, one of my favorite O-linemen ever to watch play. Um, Played at FSU also, correct? Uh, that's a correct. Yep. Going down this weekend for the game, so looking forward to that. <laughs> Who they got this week? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pronounced Duwah, but you know, it's a, it's a, one of those games they have to play cause they, the next weekend they play LSU. So I guess they picking up on the SEC. Mm-hmm. You have to play a cupcake team before you play the, the big game. So I'm going down there to see these guys and see what they all about before they get ready for LSU. What you think about the nose? What you think, uh, my main man's got going on over there. He, he he's getting Norvell. Is he, uh, are you liking where the direction is going or what are you seeing? I, I think so. I think he's doing a great job of bringing the old guys back. I think a lot of times with a lot of young kids, they need to see a lot of the, uh, the former players come in. I think he's doing a great job of that. And I think he got a great message. You know, it's all about competing. And a lot of times with these kids now, you know, you got all these, uh, these kids can make money now, so they're going in with a whole different uh, perspective when they go uh, visit colleges now. But I think that he he's on the right track of trying to turn uh, turn that turn this organization around. So I'm just looking forward to seeing the change. You know, once they start winning again, it's going to be fun again. I think you had to go through the bad stuff to, no to get to the good stuff. No doubt. What's all the West Virginia stuff? Uh, I met I met one of my homeboys, uh, man cave. Oh, okay, man. he got this. He got a great setup here, man. Uh, you know, we got our nose stuff. So this is something that, you know, he had been having for a long time. You know, being an athlete and being out in the public eye, it's a place where I can come and I can have a good time. I don't have to worry about anything getting out or anything, you know. So it's a great setup for me when I come home that where I can come and hang out and have a great time. Nah, no doubt. I just had Roy Williams on, man. He he, he, put, he messed around on Twitter with me. He was like, man, why you want me on when you got a big walk coming on next and shit? I was like, I, and just like you did, man. I, I appreciate you, man. I know you did that video shout-out with my whiskey yes. a while back. Uh, yeah. How'd you like it, man? You liked it? Oh, uh, it's good, man. It's good. I'm trying to see. When I put it up. I put it up. I put it up. I gave it to my buddy here in the man cave. So yeah, I'll be it. having guys sip on it and everything, man. It's pretty good. You know yeah, it's good, man. It's different. I got to send you some more, man. man. So it's good. Uh, I got to send you some more shit. Um, 
So look, man, what what uh what's going on with you now? What you got any business going on, or what are you doing? I know you got a lot of things in the fire. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got my clothing brand. This is my clothing brand. Uh, best to ever do it. B two EDI. I've been running this thing for now like what five years. I'm 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 at the point now where I'm seeing a profit from it, man. So it's been fun uh to for personally being retired and then getting into something else that can to give you a purpose, man. So that's been fun. Uh, like I said, during the off season, during the season. Oh, I do a post game show for the for the Seahawks called the Fifth Quarter. I'm going into my fifth year with that, and I'm looking forward to that, man. It's been awesome. Uh, found out something uh, what, a couple of months ago where um, they the, the JUCOs are changing their MVP award to the Walter Jones Award this year. So, looking forward to that, man. That's you know, it's kind of like come full circle, man. Like you know, when I really got introduced to football, I started out in JUCO. So, for me to be able to go full circle. And come back to where it all started for me, you know. Even though high school where it started for me, but I think my uh, my, my 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 plans to get to the next level started in JUCO. So no I'm looking forward to that happening in November, where that trophy is the MVP trophy for all the JUCOs, and it'll be called the Walter Jones Trophy this year. So I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty exciting. Man, c- congratulations! Uh- so then, that's really awesome. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So growing up in Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. What was the biggest rivalry back then? <laughs> Growing up in Alabama? Uh, yes, one of the, the South. <laughs> oh, you, 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 it's got to be Alabama and Harvard. You're talking about college-wise. That was the rivalry. That's when I grew up. Uh, I still watched Alabama, my entire family, even though I went to Florida State. It's still an uh, Alabama fan, so, you know, you have to be able to talk the noise with them or talk smack with them at all times. But I'll have to say it had to be Alabama and Harvard at that time. You know, it was it was big rivalry. It still is today, so. You know that was what you had to watch every every Saturday at the end of the year. No doubt, man. You know, my, I know your boys with Travis Johnson. I know he's a uh, he's a knoll too. He's he's after you, obviously. We he grew up in L.A., so uh, he smokes sticks too, like crazy. You know, you, you guys are all in the same little cigar club, aren't you? <laughs> we had a little something like that. You know, I got introduced to cigars probably what, when the Sopranos came out. Oh, and yeah. One of, my te- one of my teammates used to watch them on Sunday. He used to get together. He had a cigar room and stuff. So we got in there and I kind of like just started, you know, he kind of started teaching me, you know, the ins and outs. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's a lot better than smoking a cigarette, I tell you that. So no doubt. I, I enjoy it, man. It's something that, you know, a lot of my friends are into now. It's just like, it kind of make you feel like you 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 finally you you finally became an adult, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying? So I think no it's doubt. one of those things that that feels good when you do. Or you made it. You kind of like relaxing now. <laughs> I made this shit. Let me chill. Exactly. Leave exactly. me alone. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Hey, so um, getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, I, it had to be a surreal moment. And I remember watching you on stage and, and and going through that. And and for somebody that dominated the line of scrimmage for so long, to you is Two part is football now softer than it ever's been in your opinion, <laughs> and and do you think some of these cats getting inducted really truly deserve it, uh, or would they even be getting inducted if they played when you did? Uh, you know what I the thing about it, I think with the Hall of Fame is unreal. I think for me personally, to to be in that class with all those guys, guys that I watched growing up, uh, the guys that Jackie Slater. Yeah, Jackie Slater, uh, I, I tell people all the time, I said, uh, I still get nervous when I'm in the room with uh, Anthony Munoz because he's the guy that he had a, 
instructional video when I was playing ball where I watched all the time. So for me personally, that's where, you know, I can't speak on who should be in the Hall of Fame because I don't have a vote, uh, but I get sometimes what how people can see things like that. It's, it's one of those uh, special things that you can have on your resume. So, you know, I, I tell people all the time, if you get in, it's just like cats get cat, get money. You know, I can never be mad about somebody uh, getting paid or somebody giving them money. So if you get voted in, I'm going to support that bring you in but softness i think softness from the standpoint of uh i don't you know in in the, in the interior i think you still have to play football you know a lot of these offensive linemen are coming out here in the two-point stand and i try to tell these young kids i say you win the game when you get in three-point stand when you can put your hand in the dirt you know a lot of time but you know this is the new it's everything recycles itself so i think it's all about protecting the quarterbacks a lot more in this league than anything it's all about protecting those guys and you want to protect hits too but it's still football, so you're going to get hit. You 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 find that out the first time you put on football pads that this game is very physical and you have to love it to want to go through it. So from a standpoint of being soft, I'd, I would say no because if it was soft, everybody would be doing it. So, but let me, that's let just my me, opinion Let me, let me ask you this. I got to get your take as a big man that plays in the trenches and, you know, this this video is out there viral right now. The, the, number, the number 10 pick, uh, Thibodeau, is an L.A. kid. Uh, defensive end kid rushed rushed the passer kid. He got clipped, and I'll show you the clip. And everyone's calling it dirty, but check the clip out if you haven't seen it. Basically, I just think he comes in so soft, and I think you're a first rounder. You got to be able to either wrong arm that shit, spill it, hop it, jump it. You got to do something right. Um, imagine if that was you coming around that corner. That's what I don't understand. That's what people that are. I, I, I've heard all these media people coming out talking about it was it was it was it was cowardly. It was this, mm. and I'm like, do you know if Walter Jones was pulling that damn corner? It, <laughs> what were you gonna say then? Because that kid would have been fucking depleted. So he definitely would have been depleted. But I think you know, especially with the guys that got to take on that. I think you know, I think we all been in football practice, and I think he teaches that in practice anyway. So I think it's one of those things. Right. Where, a lot of guys, a lot of guys get mad about their knees. You know, that's the one thing that you try your best to protect when you're out there. But you know, I always tell guys, if you want to protect your knees, put your pants down and put some knee pads on. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> no but shit. I think it's part of you know, it's just part of the game now. I think you know, once everybody start, uh, you know, it's kind of like you know, you've been a coach, right? So I tell people all the time, coaching can control the fans and everybody because if you start speaking on something that's going on in the game and the fans hear it. Now they pick up on it too. You know what I'm saying? You're what you're doing is you just coaching. You know, if you see something, you say something, but then if fans hear that, they get aroused up by that, even though they don't know what's really going on, but they'll do that. So I, I think it just it's just part of the game. Everybody just wanna speak on it and stuff, but football is gonna be football. I don't think it ever the physicality will never go away from the game because it's it's a tough game in itself. And I think guys play this game that really knows how to play this game. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. You uh JUCO guy, JUCO product. Um, yep. I tell people all the time how great there's there's some legendary JUCO guys and you know right now Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, mm -hmm. California JUCO guys. You got so many JUCO guys in the NFL or, or legendary Chad Johnson, Steve Smith. I mean, there's just so many guys that have uh, that have made it. But if I was the commissioner of NCAA, right, the non-caring assholes of America. I would make every single kid go to JUCO. Hmm. And this is why I say this, Walt. And, you, and, and, and I think you would appreciate it because when you left JUCO and went to Florida State, 
it was like going from the hood to Beverly Hills, right? It's like it's like totally, it's yes, like I was yes. in football jail. I made it. I got I got three meals in a cot now. I got a I got a decent room. I got I got check uh, boosters, fan base. I got all this stuff. I think that people that go straight to Florida State out of high school or Alabama or these Taj Mahals of these colleges, they get kicked out at an all time rate year one. Because they haven't had to endure or create any tough skin. Because when they get there, they're still expecting the same shit they did in high school to go down. And if you go to JUCO for just a year, and I guarantee you'd have less people having getting kicked out. I think you'd have less people quitting. I think you'd have less people uh, doing what we do. Um, is Ju- was JUCO really that bad, or do you do you love going back and saying, "Man, I love that I say I'm a JUCO guy." I get where you're coming from with that. I, I tell people all the time. I, I, I'm not going to tell a kid that you know if a kid got an opportunity to go somewhere and play sure. or whatever. I get what you're saying. Sure. You know, I think for me personally, I, I use JUCO as for what it was. I, I look because I didn't start playing football until I was a freshman in high school, and so for me personally, uh, you know, my grades wasn't all there, so. And, I, and I, Florida State was the team that I decided that that's just where I wanted to play. So when they saw my film, they wanted to do anything they possibly could to get me on their team. So for me, I, I looked at JUCO was just like another kind of like uh, playing another two years of high school football because then I could learn the game. I was right. running a game where I didn't have to worry about the pressure of, like you say, of the big schools, the big boosters, uh, uh, you know, wanted this to happen. Now you can go in there and. And I think with JUCO, you get you get legitimate good coaching too. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the old school. I'm from I'm I'm, I'm strictly from how you coach the kids. You know what I'm saying? I I totally believe in that. I had you know I, my son played ball, and I used to tell the coach all the time. I said it's okay if you cuss them out. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I think that's part of the game. I think that's it helps it, it grows them as young men. So for me personally, I love JUCO. I enjoyed my two years there at JUCO because it, it like you said, it prepared me for the next level because I knew what I was going to, you know, at every level, you want to know, can you play at that level? So I, I established what I established at JUCO. And now the next step was FSU. And once I got through uh, JUCO, when I got to FSU, I knew I had to ball and, and be great. So I wanted to do that and wanted to prove myself that, but I definitely understand what you mean by where kids can go somewhere and play and learn the game of football before they go to these big schools where now they only playing one or two years anyway. So I, know. I get what you're saying. I think it'd be awesome if some guys was to do that just to get a, a place where they can go and play football. Those guys that don't have a lot of competition in high school. Some of these guys are playing with the same guys once they leave high school to the D one, but most kids don't get that. You the, I was the big man on campus. Right. You know, I was the, you know, so I definitely didn't know if I still could play at that level. So Juco definitely helped me to, to, to better hone in on my skills. Nah, no doubt, no doubt, um, no doubt. I, I was gonna say too, man. I'm, I grew up with Larry Allen, and he, he's he coached. He ended up taking coaching his kid up at De La Salle High School up here in Northern mm-hmm. California, and, and uh, you know we grew up on the same street. Me, him, Marcellus Wiley, we all grew up on the same street, man. So that's what's up. You know he uh, one of the best guards, right? I mean, shit. Oh yeah. Him, uh, Will Shields. I, I got a, when I was a cup of tea with the Chiefs. Will Shields was our guy, uh, being wow. the guy he was, and and Will was crazy motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but the Seahawks right now, right? We're talking yeah. to a legendary Seahawk, Walter Jones. Make sure you follow him right there at Big Walt seventy one on Twitter and Instagram. Um, 
And, and a lot of people in the chat are buying your shit right now online. So uh, <laughs> what's your website what's for your gear? Uh, it's uh, uh, b2edi.com. Okay. Go check it out. Best ever do it, guys. Go check it out. Hat, hoodies, T-shirts, shorts, polo shirts. Just, just building the brand, man. So Hell you're looking yeah. out, guys. Nah, we're going to buy some. We got to get some. A bunch of people are buying it. They're big fans of you. What? What's your take on this current Seahawks team, man, and Pete Carroll? I'm a Pete Carroll guy. I love Pete. I've known him a long time. I, I, I've always liked what he's done. But are they headed in, in the right direction with basically a journeyman QB and a, and a kind of a bit of an unknown defense and O-line? Um, can they think, compete think, in the West? I think this is right up I think this right up Pete Alley. You know, you kind of think about when Pete came in the game. You know, he was bringing these guys in that had chips on their shoulders or decided this is what they wanted to do. So I think where, you know, you – I think the, the thing about Pete, what he does so well, is he take these guys and they build these guys up. And now when these guys get to that point, when they get, like they say, when they get the bag now, I think yeah. a lot of times, you know, that's that's kind of hard coaching for Pete. I think Pete want to push this uh, competition. So now you got the, you have to reboot every, what, six or seven years because now those guys that you had young that get to be seniors, now those guys are, hey, we know – we got to do so i think for him now i think now this has got, got to be his last run i think now just having these guys with guys these guys gonna listen not saying these the older guys wasn't listening but you want you want those younger guys he want that coach field where everything is chaotic and you got everybody all over the place so i think this if if anything this year probably gonna be his probably his his best coaching season you know if, if he get these guys in a because ain't nobody picking the seahawks to do anything this year so but, you know, watching preseason game, I tell people that they're going to be in games all the time. It's just a matter of can they finish those games and, and see what it be at in the end. You know, all you got to do is get in the game or get into the playoff and anything can happen. But no I'm doubt. looking forward to seeing what kind of coaching that he can do. We're going to have the star guys, you know what I'm saying? There's nobody there from that former Super Bowl team. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do to get these guys ready to play every Sunday night. I look at it like uh, when you guys – when they when Marshawn uh, year they beat Saints right I think that was Pete's first year or whatever mm-hmm. when they beat the Saints as the eighth seed getting in late uh, mm-hmm. beating the one seed in the playoffs um, I look at it like that he's gonna have to do one of those coaching jobs so uh, you know he's gonna have to man I think I think he's looking forward to it I think this this is what he 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 builds his everything on competition you know you you know who the guys that's he talking to who don't have to worry about competition. They're going to be playing. I think every coach understand that part of it. But I think with all these young guys, these guys that's taking all these these veteran guys' spot, I think it's going to be great for him to, to kind of bring in that competition. You know, anybody's job can get taken. I think when you get guys playing like that, you get the best out of the guys. Nah, no doubt. No question. Who, who's coming out the West? <laughs> oh man it's gonna be tough man i think the rams are right there that they're gonna be in the hot there you know i um yeah, the 49ers too. you know i don't know I, I think with the new quarterback they're gonna be still the tipping and, uh, with us i think we're just gonna be there in the hot. You, you have to take your hat on what the rams were able to do last year with a new quarterback and now he's in the system a whole yeah. full off season it's so scary. you have to put yeah you have to put your hat that those guys gonna be right there when it's all said and done, you know, you think about what in the East anyway. By the time you look at these teams and they lose games, they should lose. So I think from a standpoint of that, you just got to win the game you're supposed to win. Nah, no doubt. No doubt. I think I'm losing you. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I think you cut out on me. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let me get you back you. in here. No. You hear me? 
Yeah, I hear you good. I hear you. I hear you, but your your video cut now. I don't know what happened. Um, He's I, having Sarah Blake problems. That's that down south. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, uh, I'm telling you right now, internet. internet has been horrible the last two days <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're on my side, too, though. So it's like, I might, I might be spotty on it, the Wi-Fi. So. Yeah, it probably is. I see now on Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. 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 Let me Let me see. Let me remove them and see if it happens. Um, hopefully, we'll get him back here in a second. Um, once I see him moving around. Um, make sure you guys go over there and support Will, uh, Walt and, and get his gear, man. He's got some good gear. Um, I got a couple other questions, but we, we got uh, – there we go. Oh, there he is. Um, we got, we got <laughs> you now. There you go. Yeah. You back. Welcome you back. back. All right, hey. Hey, dog, we've had horrible reception the last two days. Everybody has internet. I think it's a government damn conspiracy. Um, <laughs> shit, I don't know. I don't know. She, Sarah's down in the South. She's in Florida, and yesterday she had a horrible thing. Okay. And then we've had guests on that have lost it. It's all kind of shit. Um, so I it could it. be. I think my buddy, I think the kids and got out of school, too, though. So now they probably own on their iPads. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're taking yeah. all the brand with, too, though, so... Hell so yeah. I had to just turn the Wi-Fi off. Hell yeah! Hey, what's your take, man, on these uh, these damn uh, these damn padded helmets they're wearing around now? <laughs> you know what? I've been trying to figure that out. I, I get the whole point of trying to help uh, protect guys and stuff. And you know, I saw a lot of guys say it really doesn't affect them in the game. But I just, you know, I think it's kind of like. Is you really preparing these guys for what's going to happen in, in real speed? Like, no. you know, it's true enough you're protecting them. You're protecting them in practice, but you can't protect them in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, there's going to be head-on collision. You cannot unless, you know, we go to, like you say, we go to flag football or something or, <laughs> or, or touch football or something like that. So it'll be one of those things where I think, you know, they're just trying to protect those guys when those guys are in practice and stuff. So I think it's good, but still, I don't think it prepares you for a game collision. So. Hell no, it don't. There's no way in the world it does. I don't. I, I, I'm just like over this shit. I'm like the Pro Bowl was unbelievable. I'm like, dude, I don't even want to watch that shit. You, they playing flag football. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, man, what are we doing? And we're protecting the quarterback, of course, which was your number one job. Um, did you? Yeah. Did, were you on that Super Bowl team that played the Steelers? Yes, I was, man. Now you, now you got, now you got my stomach hurting. Now. I know, man. Because hey, that was a good game, man. That was, who was the running back? Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander, man. I, it, it was a good game from a standpoint. We didn't play the best game. Uh, you know, I think it was one of those things where we haven't, we wasn't, haven't been there before. Yeah. So now, how do you prepare a team for something they never seen before? So, and, and it probably was the worst plays. And I tell people all the time, I said we was a new team, so there wasn't a lot of of tiles and stuff they were selling with Seahawks stuff on it. Right. So my family was telling me that there was not a lot of Seahawks stuff in the stadium to buy and stuff like that. It was like a Pittsburgh Steelers game. I you know, I didn't think about it until afterwards. I remember one during that week we went to the Detroit Piston game. They gave tickets to the Steelers and they gave tickets to the Seahawks. So, you know, they take us in a van and they take us in the back way. We go up through the back way, come out, we on court side. When we got there, then nobody they didn't stop the game from playing at all. We just sat down in our in our seats, nothing happened. 
So like 15 minutes later, all of a sudden, everybody just stopped playing basketball. And the announcer got on the time. Hey, we got the uh, Jerome Bennis and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then everybody, we didn't remember that until we got done with the game. Like, man, we kind of figured out what, how this game was going to turn out. But that's the way they treated us in Detroit, where if we was anywhere with the Pittsburgh Steelers and we came in, they didn't announce us. But they made sure they announced the Pittsburgh Steelers when they came into any any venue, man. They did that to us. So it's one of those things. Wow. So. Hey, but you were starting to – you started that culture change, though, for getting the Seahawks, I think, to where they got. You know, where they they became a household, the 12s, the, 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 the loudest stadium. I mean, you guys became – you were that team, I think, that transcended them into the Pete Carroll era that brought them all, you know, Legion of Boom and – and all that uh, that stuff, and you were an NFC team at the time. People don't, you know. Uh, you, I mean, remember back in the day when they had just switched because you guys were AFC West forever. Yeah, we was the AFC West, and then like in two thousand, we went to the end. They changed. They flipped. They did the uh, realignment and put yep. us, with, you know, with the Rams and all that stuff. But yeah, I think I think so. I think we set the standard. I thought like we set the standard. We flipped it. You know, I think I tell people the cool thing about it was that. I was able to be coached by Coach Hunger for like ten years of my career. Yeah. So that kid came, that guy, that coach came in, and he told us, hey, "If you want to get to the Super Bowl, listen to me." So that's why I tell people all the time. I take my hat off to coaches. It's a hard job. It's a, it's one of those, uh, very, you know, it's a time-consuming job. Whereas it's you, you, you. I guess you say you never turn your switch off. You know what I'm saying? No. So for for me personally, I could turn my switch off, and I don't, you know, a lot of times I don't think about stuff once it happened, but. Being with coaches, I know how you guys operate. Where you guys are always thinking about the next play. So I take my hat off to to coaches because they always think about the next play. Yeah, you know I tell people all the time too. I'm like when when, when that's why I was the way I was with the kids because like we're three sixty fives twenty four seven always there for the kid right or the player. Yeah. So you know if a kid got a girl pregnant or a mother got in trouble, we're taking those <laughs> two three in the morning calls. The counselor, the teacher, the them they shut their phones off at five o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what people don't understand. Coaching is a different deal, and especially if you got the buy-in of the kid, you better be able to answer a call at three in the morning and be able to help this guy and and yeah. do the thing so they buy in and and they want to run through a wall for you. So um, you know you had that you had that roster at that time. I think Hasselback was there, right? Was a Q. Yeah, Hasselback. Yeah, uh, we had a nice little squad. Yeah, underrated had, uh, QB man. I thought I thought he did well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I thought that he. I think he was the perfect coach, perfect quarterback for Coach Hunger's offense. You know, what I'm saying that dink and dunk all down the field. He yeah, was, Coach Hunger wanted to be quick, get out of the huddle, get done, go go go. And I, me personally, as a player, I like to play like that because I think it keeps the defense off guard. You know, some guys don't like to hurry. Now, it's, it's not literally a hurry up offense. It's just getting in and out, getting in and out of the huddle. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make mistakes. It's kind of like practice. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Let's get in and out of the huddle. You know what I'm saying? Make them think. You know, if they have to think, then they can come up with a defense. But no, don't let them think. We're coming after you now. So uh, that's the cool thing I liked about it. Just that offense was just boom, 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 boom. You don't have time to react. It's, it's just happening right now. So I, I enjoyed that type of football. Nah, no doubt. No doubt about it. What, uh, what, what's your take on these guys right now in the NFL, man? Like, so not even NFL, professional. KD finally say he's going to stay with the Nets today. Uh, but he wanted to demand a trade. He got four years left on his contract. Kyrie the same way. Harden the same way. Now we in the NFL, we got, we got the dude leave, trying to leave the Bears. He got two more years on his contract. We had the Kyler Murray bitching and moaning because he wanted to leave. 
What's your take on cats just not wanting to play their contracts out now and demanding trades at a time at an all time high? We've never seen before in the day. There wasn't even a negotiation, or even you wouldn't even bring it up back in when you played. Now, the players are are, are basically running the league, and I think it is a detriment. Even though, uh, you know, I just think the hierarchy's lost. Not that you have to be controlled or anything by the by the by the business but at the same time i think now that once the players control the the moves um i think you're gonna have you know fans showing up and 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 Kawhi leonard ain't even playing you know what i'm saying like you're going to see this guy play and he ain't playing i just think it's a bad look for fan bases who are paying the salaries of a lot of these organizations um what do you think about these cats demanding trades and, and not wanting to play or stick out with their team? Like, let's win with the team I got. Like, that's my nuts and guts <laughs> philosophy. You know what I'm saying? I want to beat your ass. Yeah. I don't want to go join you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm from that old school, too. You know what I'm saying? Watching that, you know, back in the day, you, know, you, you know, a lot of times these guys talk about, you know, they come play in this, you know. I, I, you know, but then I, I realize now it's a different league, and I think these guys have realized these guys are making so much money, coach, that they feel right. like okay, I'm in control no matter no matter that we have a coach. So these, especially in basketball, but basketball is hard for me to figure out. Football, I'm 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 a man of my word. If I sign a deal, I'm gonna play the deal out. I never done that. You know, a lot of times people get mad at me when I was holding out, but I tell people when I was holding out, I wasn't on a contract. I was I wasn't like I was. Uh, stayed at home. I was. I signed my contract two or three years ago, and I'm not coming to work. No, I was under. I was in negotiations. I was trying to get a contract done, and my. And then when I found out my payroll don't start to uh, September first, that's when I'm coming to work. So that's 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 the that's the deets on that. A lot of people want to know that, but you know these guys are in control, coach. I, and I totally get it. I, you know these guys are making so much money. Uh, they have their own people. You know what I'm saying. Back when I came in, you had one person, your agent, and then. The team, and that's it, you know. Uh, the team gave you the massage person. The team gave you this person to help you move your house. Now these guys coming in with their own team, you know what I'm saying? These guys got so much money. They got so much pool because these are the guys that bring the fans in. But, you know, me, I, I hate the fact with the guys that, especially with basketball, you know, I thought got those guys, I thought those guys live for basketball. Like, I thought no matter what happened, you're going to get on the court and play basketball. You know, these guys take breaks. Like, you're taking a break. Why do you take a break at practice? Play on play the game. You get Practice. what I'm saying? If you want to take a break, take, you know, coaches do it all the time with they, they older guys. Hey, take a break today from practice. You know what I'm saying? Coaches have done that multiple times. Like, why do it have to be actually a game? Why is the game is the one that gets the can when you can go to practice and just chill or, or do something? Like, hey, you ain't got to practice today. You just get ready for the game. You know what I'm saying? There are ways to help these guys not say, okay, I'm just going to sit out a whole entire game or sit out two games or something like that. But these guys are are, are are running the league, and there's really nothing that you can change about that because these guys are making so much money. No doubt. No doubt. I the agree. league is full of Allen Iversons now. <laughs> nah, but you see, know, I, Allen- just, I, just used, <laughs> I just used that meme the other day in a, t- in a tweet. Uh, somebody was messing with me about me not being a cow. And I said, y'all talking about practice? practice. <laughs> hey, but he wanted to play with the team he had, though. He didn't give a shit. Oh, yeah, my did, gosh. He did, he did, he did. Yeah. But, you know, coach, I tell people all the time, I tell people all the time, the kids, I tell them, I say, I get it, you have to coach everybody, but some guys you just know, as long as they performing on, on, on whenever they, when that, when that, when that, when that whistle goes off, you know, but you got to earn that from the coaches too. It's not like something where, you know, you come in day one. Now these kids are coming in day one thinking that 
they should get all this privilege. But I think you have to earn that. You have to earn that through the players. You got to earn that through the coaches. And that's a process. That's not something that happens overnight. So for me personally, you know, if you got a guy like out of Iverson or Kobe say, hey, I'm not practicing today, ain't too many coaches going to be like, well, okay. But, yeah. you know, I just, I'm going to give you 48 tomorrow night in a win. So yeah. it just, once you earn that, you earn it. But you have to earn that by what you've been doing for the last couple of years. Not as soon as you get there, you're the big man on campus when you're really not. Could you imagine Michael Jordan saying he's not going to practice? I know. If you know, I, he <laughs> wanted about it. That, the that, that, is they he had a great it. video log of him, though, so you knew he wasn't missing practice. You know, I think. Right. I, I think a lot of time with practice, though, practice. You know, you know. Now that I start to speak on it, now, I think that's where you learn uh, your camaraderie with your teammates. Uh, you go through all the crap. You know, you like you say the hard part. The game is easy. You know, when you come to the game, the game is showing you how well you practice during the week. You know showtime. what I'm saying? So right. it's showtime. So basically, you shouldn't get mad about practice because once you get to the game, now the fans and everybody see, hey, y'all had a great had a great week of practice. That's the way I look at it. Right. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. So, so you got the gear going. You got the merch. Any other ventures you're in? That's about it right now, man. Getting ready for the season. Like I say, I'm getting ready for the season. Doing a lot of you know research, making sure I got my stuff together. But that's about it. Enjoying it. Like I said, I'm going down to FSU this weekend to get a chance to, to see those guys start the season, see what's going to happen. And then I get back to Seattle, man, and get ready for the season, man. I think it's going to be a great season for everybody. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the Seahawks are going to do. What's that? What network are you on? I'm on uh, King 5. It's called ES, uh, NBC. Okay. But it's just a local. It's just a lo- it's a local station, so yeah. it's not going to like a lot of people want to see it. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, they show only in, the, in that and that radio show, a TV yeah. show. So, but I've been doing it now for five years. I've enjoyed it. I haven't, I'm not looking for no other adventures. I told them I don't want to put a suit on every day. So mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying where I'm at. It's a great time. It's, you know, they tell you, say, as long as you're doing something you love, it's never work. And, and I'm in control Absolutely. too, though. So I'm in control. So uh, anything I do, I'm in control myself. So I think that's the blessing. That you, got I a, have. you got a host, a co-host or you? Is it you? Uh, I got a host, you know, you know, them guys know how to do that stuff, but way better than me, like opening up the show. But I think for me personally, with players, you give a different aspect because a lot of times there are X's and O's and just X's and O's. And now you can really speak on stuff that you see in the game that you can speak on. So for me personally, it's a great opportunity for me to explain stuff to people that really don't know the game of football. So it's pretty cool. Nah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, shit, Sarah, we'll wrap it up. We get, I know he's busy. Uh, you know Reggie Barlow? Yes, I do. Okay, he's coming on next too. He uh, awesome, he's, awesome. he's he got that XFL j- that job, man. I was going to ask you uh, before you got out of here, what's your thoughts on this whole USFL XFL thing? Is there really enough good football players to have this these two leagues? Not only one, but two leagues. Uh, I don't think there's enough good players out there. Is there? And you know what? I think the thing about it until you can get the NFL back in what they got going on. That's when it's going to really, you're going to start. Cause you know, and basically all you, now, if you had guys that are on a team and kind of like how they do the, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're affiliated with a team. Like so NFL say, Europe okay, did allocation. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So now, now that'd be successful. Now you're just trying to build a league to try to outdo a league. That's, that's successful. It's very hard. But from a, a fan person that love to watch football, like, you know, I, I was here, I tried to get to a game, but I couldn't cause they was playing all the games in one stadium. I didn't understand how that, how they happened to do that. But, but for me, I think it's good for those guys that are still chasing the dream, though. I think a lot of you, you know, you know it, Coach. It's a lot of guys out there that still chasing that dream. So if any opportunity they can put those pads on for one last time, 
I'm I'm for it, you know, because we meet guys every day. We see guys all the time outside working out. Where you thinking in your mind, like, man, this dude is still chasing the dream. So for me personally, anytime you can have football for guys that still want to feel like this is their only way, I'm down for that. You know, hopefully it'll be like you say. I don't, you know, I don't know if you're gonna kind of kind of pull a guy from there and get to the league because if he's good enough, yeah. he should be already yeah, in the yeah. league. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I think from a standpoint of those guys that that really wants to still continue chasing his dream. This, I think that what Rock is doing is amazing that he's giving these guys an uh, opportunity to still do the thing that they love. No, no doubt. Yeah, I'm going to ask Reggie that stuff. He just got the job for the, the Washington, D.C. team. So uh, interesting to see. I'm interested to see these two, USFL, XFL, compete for a, yeah. for basically a, a second-tier league to the NFL because, you know, they'll never be an NFL rival. So, so why are you not – so why are you ain't coaching an FLT? What's going on, Coach? Man, Coach, you know what, <laughs> shit. You know, hey, hey, perception's reality, brother. They they, they so scared of that, me. Bro. I totally feel you on that. <laughs> Man, they scared of me. I guess they don't want to get cussed out. I don't know. Hey, hey, we got need, this. hey, we need that in our life, though. You know what I'm saying? I know. So, you know, like I tell you, I'm from the old school. I got cussed out from the from my freshman year till I got to to the NFL. So it's part. I think it's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? But I get how you know. I think a lot of times the parents feel like they have a say. So sometimes they don't, but they feel like you know they want. They you know. I always tell parents all the time when I see a kid. Sometimes I used to, I was coaching when I first retired, and this parent was on me about her son playing. I'm like, man, your your son don't even have a helmet to fit him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not putting him out there when his helmet is – I can twist his helmet around his um, whole head. No, I'm not doing it. So, for me, I couldn't do that part, you know. Hey, but what? We grew up where yelling – if we got cussed out, we felt wanted. Yeah. Yep. Nowadays, you get cussed out, you feel like you sad and, and go cry in the corner <laughs> and shit. I'm like, no, exactly. I like you, dog. Hey, they used to tell us that. Hey, they say if he ain't yelling at you, that means you ain't doing your job. If Hell yeah. Out, that means he know you can get it done, so – I think, like you say, I totally, I'm totally on your side about that part about the the yelling and cussing. And I think if you want to play, you know, a lot of young kids are coming to me, and, and we want to play. And I'm like, you sure you want to play? And I said, let's go outside and see that you really want to play. But, you know, <laughs> so I just want to make sure. I'm begging for somebody to cuss my kids out. I, know, I right? am. It's, they need it, <laughs> so man. They, they, so, they totally need it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, man, I'm trying to tell you, dog, it's just, it's it's crazy right now. I don't yeah. know, man. I just don't that's the reason though. I don't know. I, I think if I did though, well, I'd have to go to a XFL, USFL, NFL, because at least, you know, grown grown men. And, and and people don't understand it's not it's not personal. Like yeah. this is to get you from point A to point B where you could not that's get what it's yourself. All about. Yeah, it ain't personal, dog. It's all business. And, well, and I got I got twenty something in the league. I just had my tenth first rounder, Jermaine Johnson with awesome, the Jets, um, drafted this year. And it's like that's why I named my book "Hate Me Now, Love Me Later." It's like, hate me now, love me later. You're making millions. Your life is better. You got your degree. You 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 you're good citizens in, in the community. Like, I, go ahead and be mad at me all you want. If exactly. I got you to that that's, level, that's so fuck true. It. That's so true. Yeah, man. So. Hey, Walt, man, I can't thank you enough for joining us. We got to do it again. I got to come out to see you, man, in Seattle. Uh, hey, when I was out there that, hey, that time, that, I got to come take out there and have you, some man. oysters and shit. Show you a good time, man. Hell yeah, I, I, I'll get with you for sure, man, and I appreciate awesome. you. All right, man, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Nothing but success for you, brother, man. I appreciate everything you've done. I enjoyed you when you was on the show. You know what I'm saying? So keep up the work. You know, like you said, don't 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 bow down for nobody, right? Oh, no doubt. No doubt, brother. All, be, all gas, be no brakes. Man, be you. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, hope the fans well, man, and then I'll hit you up and we'll get together. All right, man. Y'all be safe. All right, well, you too.
Um, oh, great guess. Okay, we got this question. Okay, I want to know the answer to it too. Okay, when are you going to coach the Jayhawks? Oh wow, the Jayhawks! <laughs> Did you read that? I saw it and I was dying laughing, thinking, "Oh, that's exactly what they need." <laughs> I mean. So listen, I don't know if you know this. Pat Maxley talked about it on his show because a couple of his guys are fans. And I went down there to talk to a class, a psychology class I was asked to go speak at. And uh, I went to speak there. And the week before, uh, the week after that, they had their game homecoming against Oklahoma State. And I, and I was a guest and they put me in the booth and I came down and I got a fucking standing ovation. By the crowd. And KU game, they weren't very good, obviously. There was probably, I don't know, 30,000. It should have been 75,000. It's 30,000 people. So they started this huge thing in Lawrence about hiring me away from Independence to be the head coach at Lawrence, at, at, KU. at KU. So it became a big, big thing. And, uh... I'll, I, man, I think you can win there. And, and, and right now they got a... Fuck, they just put a, what, $400 million athletic facility. I think it's still being built, but they started building it in, like, 18 or 19. Um, unbelievable. Like, I think Lawrence is a great college town. It's no it different, is. if not better, than a Norman or, a, or a, a Columbus. Like, these towns that are, these real colleges don't have big cities. They're in small college towns, and those are the powerhouses, like, Unless you're an SC that's in L.A., metropolitan area, there's not a lot of those powerhouses in metropolitan areas. They're mostly in small areas. And KU could fit that. I think they could be be good. Um, So, you know, I don't know. Uh, That'd be great, but there's people too scared to fuck with me. That's just sorry. That's what it is. It's unfortunate. You know how it is. I mean. Oh, I do. (laughs) I mean, imagine the hate, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. I don't know. It could be good though. That would be really cool. Yeah. That's what they need. They need a real coach out there. They were really excited. Les Miles was brought on. Oh my God. I know. I know. But I don't think they would know what to do with the real coach. I know. It's been so long. I know. Um, We got like three minutes. Coach Bardo's going to hit us up. Um, What's going on? So we haven't explained it. I want you to kind of drop the news to everybody because I don't know if they understand. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're willing to share something. And do you want to announce what you're willing to share that's in your phone every week? (laughs) I'm willing to share. Do you want to explain what you came up with? Explain what you came up with. So Sarah had this great idea. I think we should actually charge for it. Um, But she has an idea, and she's going to talk about sliding in something. And keep your minds clean here. And go ahead and explain that. Okay, so I was going to get completely naked. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Ah, shit. The fucking viewers just went up. (laughs) No, I was going to read my DMs, like read from them, not name anybody, but just have some fun with you guys. Oh, well, we got a few minutes. I don't know what you want to do. So you want to do it on Tuesday and Thursdays and you want to use 
Instagram one day and TikTok the other? Instagram one day and OnlyFans oh, the other day. OnlyFans one day, Instagram the other. What's today? Today's Instagram. Oh, shit. So do you have like, how many do you want to do? Oh, I mean, I, we could just go down this list. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, They're fun. How many has Jay Henry sent you? Because Jay Henry is a <laughs> fan of no other. He's a, he's, a, he's a loyal. He actually worked for me at Indy. Um, as an analyst kid that came from Mississippi, and uh, he's a huge fan of yours. He's in the show right now, but um, I gotta hear, I gotta hear this. Um, so Instagram today, OnlyFans on Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, by the way. Thirsty Thursday. Um, so, so just you can rumble them off, and whenever you're ready, until we get uh, Coach Barlow to come on. Hmm. What do you guys want to hear? You want to hear this these amazing confessions oh, that shit. I have right now? Oh shit. Okay. Let's see. We have Oh, coach just popped in. Oh, there we go. Oh, sorry. Oh uh, yeah, everybody has blue balls in the room. <laughs> um All right. Um hey, no further ado, man. We got we got another great ho- uh, guest coming on. We've had a packed uh Tuesday here. So I appreciate everybody hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Um, Current head coach of the newly formed XFL Washington, D.C. franchise, former NFL player, played eight years in the league, won a Super Bowl with the Bucs. Reggie Barlow is joining the show, and uh, I appreciate him coming on today and joining us. So I'm going to welcome him in. Reggie, how you doing, coach? JB, what's going on, man? Trying to get this thing situated. Oh, yeah, you're good. You got, you're man. good. You're good. Um, repping that XFL. This is my co host, lovely co host, Sarah Blake, by the way. Coach? Hello. Hi there. Hi there, Miss Sarah. How you doing? <laughs> Sarah good. is a Tennessee volunteer coach. So, you know, she's a, she's a Tennessee vol, and I, she's, she's read up on you, and she knows you were all over, and, 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 and she lives in Florida. Right now. and true. Yeah, yeah, she's down in Florida, oh, yeah. so you know. I, okay. I told her you're in Alabama State. Oh yeah, Tampa is a great place, and um, obviously, me being a guy from Alabama, I know all about uh, the Alabama versus uh, Tennessee balls back in the day, and the hate of those two universities in the football program. So yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Um, what uh, I just had Big Walter Jones, Hall of Famer. He knows who you are well. He said you're a great dude. He just he just was on the show. Um, what uh I just I just talked to him and I had Roy Williams on in the first hour. So we've had an action packed day. Um, appreciate you joining us, man. I, I I really do taking some time. I know you guys are in the middle of uh I guess to explain everything. So you take the you took the head coaching job. This new uh, formed XFL, the Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson's deal. Um, How'd that come to fruition? Did you just want to coach professional ball before it's all said and done, or, or or was it just a great opportunity you couldn't pass up? Yeah, I think it was more of it was a great opportunity that I couldn't pass up. Um, uh, as a coach, as you know, I've talked about our team is being where your feet are and being in the present. And while you got a job, you know, be invested in that job. While you're out of school, be invested in that school. And that was kind of the, the mindset that we had taken on. And just out of nowhere, we got a uh, some some uh, email from one of the executives uh, in the XFL asking, would I be interested in uh, being a coach? 
uh, being a part of the XFL. And I'll be honest, JV, I didn't know in, in what role, right? right. right? I didn't think, I, but <clears throat> as I met with him, talked with him, it was in a head coaching position. Obviously, I had been a, a college head coach for over 15 years or so um, as a head coach, uh, mainly at, well, really all of those years at HBCU, um, which I felt like was a calling of mine, but I did think and wanted an opportunity to be able to coach uh, professionally, um, coach some guys that I don't have to host in study hall and chase <laughs> the class. So, uh, yeah, so we, we decided to go ahead and change things up. No doubt, no doubt. So you're you're in D.C., right? Well, we'll be with the D.C. team. I'm not current. I was just in D.C. all last week doing a bunch of uh, just media stuff, but um, I'm, uh, I'll am i be with the D.C. team. Uh, we will have the same format um, or similar format as the uh, the other league where we'll work out of one hub city um, okay. for these, uh, you know, first year. And that silly city is uh, Arlington, Texas, which is an amazing place, a lot to do there. Uh, they really have the space to be able to do and host all the teams. And none, unlike the other league, we will fly out for our home games. Okay. So, yeah, so that's a little different. We'll get a chance to play in our stadium, which is going to be Audi Stadium in D.C. So um, I'm looking forward to that, and we just got to be creative in how we engage our fans from Arlington until it's time for us to – come play the games there on the weekend. Got you, got you, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so how'd you get – so let me ask you this, Dill. Uh, HBCU alum, Alabama State, I knew you were coaching at Virginia State. Um, you were at Auburn, weren't you? No, uh, okay. I wish I was at Auburn. That's a, that's a good place. <laughs> they, um, I'm, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, so I, I'm not far from Auburn. Uh, I'm sure there's probably were some Barlows that played at Auburn played back at Auburn. in the day. Yeah, when I was coming, I think Corey Barlow or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know know him. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm extremely familiar with Auburn program. I think I might be one of the only guys that's from Montgomery that haven't chose uh, or picked a team at, between Alabama and Auburn. Like you know, typically you got to choose when you when yeah. you're from that state. Yeah. But I I you know I, I try to pull for all the teams within um within our great state of Alabama. So. Yeah. No doubt. Oh, Alabama. No doubt. No oh, doubt. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, let me ask you this. I got to ask you this. Um, and being a coach and being in this, you know, this naysayer business we're in, um, you know, the the thing I was going to ask you, I'm going to put uh, – make sure you guys follow uh, Coach Coach on uh, – let me try to find your ticker here. Um, I had a ticker made for you. Um I don't know where it went, Christian. Find it for me, um, Christian. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, Coach. In the, in the business, especially when I was in JUCO and I was I was dealing with all these recruiters and and different things like that, um, I had to uh, deal with everybody, and I tried to treat everybody the same and fair, and I and I never told a kid where to go. I always wanted him to go to the 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 best fit for him, so he could be the guy, not the other guy, so to speak. And there's this, mm-hmm. there's this, there's this bad reputation that HBCU coaches get, in my opinion. Um, that is, it's a, it's a. I, I believe a lot of, especially white coaches in the business have a. They knock the HBCU coaching. Is that a thing that you deal with and have to see every day, and, and just getting tired of? It? Like, man, we can coach 
in the HBCU. Um, because Dion and Eddie George, D, uh, Eddie's a great friend of mine and, and, and uh, talked to him a lot. And I was helping his new program out when he took the job. Um, you know, and he does a lot of financial literacy stuff with the kids and does things that I used to do with my kids. Is that a is that a is that like a a bad another stereotype um, that that you have to face and say, listen, man, the HBCU can be well, but we just don't get the resources and everything that Alabama and all these guys get. But we can coach here and we get good players. Um, is that a bad? Is it a reputational thing just because of stereotype, or do you think it's is it is it valid or is it just BS? Yeah, I think um, honestly, more so uh, when I first got in, which was a while back, I can't remember, 2004 or something, well, 2007 or so, um, coming from the NFL as a player and stuff and recruiting guys. I mean, you would hear, but I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, say it was just one, like a race of people that was doing it. I think it was just, right. uh, you know, just, just certain guys just wanted their, their student athletes to, maybe not go to HBCU and wanted to get the credit of them going to uh, Alabama, Auburn or uh, UAB or something like that. But um, it's, it's out there, right? I mean, I think you have to be open and honest about that, that there has been um, people that might question uh, the the coaching ability or the plan ability uh, at some of our HBCU simply because, you know, as you mentioned, we don't always have the resources, uh, but we do get good players. Uh, there are some amazing coaches uh, that are at HBCUs. There has been amazing coaches. If you think about yeah. um, Grambling, Eddie Robinson, yeah. I mean, this guy, Winning I mean, he, he had more he had more wins than anybody. I think uh, no Joe Paterno might have got him now. But if you think about him, you think about, um, <clears throat> you know, we got uh, old school guys like my coach, Houston Markham, that was there. You got all those great coaches that coached at Jackson State. I mean, Jackson State has more Hall of Famers than any Mississippi school. Right. It, well, they have more Hall of Famers than almost every SEC school, maybe except Alabama and uh, one other school or something. But um, so, I mean, that means those guys were there. They were good players. They were coached up. Uh, since we've been a head coach at a HBCU, we've had over uh, 25 guys that have signed free agent or drafted uh, or invited to Rick and Minicamp. Uh, under our program, whether Alabama State or Virginia State, so it is what it is. Um, I think uh, you know we, we had we had Titus Howard. I mean, this guy was a first round draft pick to the uh, Houston Texans. So I mean, you don't you just don't get to be a first round draft pick if you hadn't if you don't have talent no and doubt. you hadn't been coached up. So uh, uh, so it, it is what it is. Um, obviously, uh, I, I I have a lot of respect for HBCU coaches, SIAC, CIAA, SWAC, MEAC. And uh, you'll see it once this season come up, man. A lot of good guys coaching hard and a uh, good brand of football. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. What what what's the deal that you're dealing with now? The transition from college to the professional ranks, and you're dealing with these guys. You just saw another league just had a season. Um, uh, what's the day to day right now? Are you are you have you did you hire your staff? You built the staff, and now are you? coaching your coaches right now into the season or do you know when the season launches and do you are you already scheduled out on your calendar as far as everything day to day um you know when it launches and when when camp is and are you having a draft and how's all that working yeah so um i think the xfl uh they've done a good job of organizing it and 
uh, obviously delivering uh, the information uh, when they when when they give it to us. Uh, but they do have the calendar that's built out. Uh, we have hired our director of player personnel. We have hired our team operation um, person, uh, our offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Those people are hired. Obviously, the other people, you know who you want. Uh, they're not on uh, pay staff right now, so uh, but they will be hopefully soon. Uh, so it's it's right now it's evaluating players, um, you know. And there's oh, there's so many athletes out there. You got so many. You got fan league. You got uh, the USFL. You got so many leagues uh, with, with good players and guys that deserve an opportunity to play football. You got cuts being made in the NFL. So right now it's just about evaluating talent and trying to find uh, guys that will fit uh, in what we're trying to do offensively, defensively, and special teams. So uh, that's really what it's about, JB. It's, it's, it's almost like the recruiting fair uh, when you're, when, you know, when you, when it's time to recruit and yeah. you just sitting there and you just, you just watching film after yeah. film and you're making your notes. And so that's basically what, what we're doing right now. Um, you know, we're blessed to have a director of player personnel and Von Hutchinson, who's been around, uh, Hutchinson, who's been around the NFL uh, in the scouting department. So uh, we're just building a database of guys that we think are good players and that uh, will be able to play for us. And then of course, the NFL guys that are being released. I mean, obviously, you love to have some of those guys uh, if they're not picked back up. So um, that's kind of what we are right now. And then, you know, obviously, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll spring league. So we'll start sometime over in January and go from there. No doubt. Is Bob Stoops coaching? Bob Stoops well? is coaching. He's uh, he is coaching, and he's with the Arlington team. Great guy, great coach. Won a lot mm -hmm. of games. Was uh, you know, a lot of these guys I've seen on TV, and they've done a great job in their careers. Um, and it's just I'm just blessed to be one of eight, right? There's Wade Phillips, who's a coach, and one of the good things JB I like about this thing is uh, they do have former players. Rod Woodson, who's a Hall of Famer, is a head coach of a team. Uh, Times Ward, um, you know, uh, Terrell Buckley. We've played against these guys. Anthony Beck. Played against them, never really had a chance to sit around them personally and get to know them, and uh, that's been really cool as well. So that's an exciting part of it as well. How's the Rock's vision? Like, have you have you got to sit down or meet with him, Zoom, whatever? Like, do you see his vision? Obviously, he's a smart businessman, and his business partner, the woman who's been in the wrestling business as well and all that, are, are, is their vision, like, something that's going to be able to – sustain as another league uh, underneath the huge NFL conglomerate that they are? I mean, is there a league? Because these leagues just have a reputation of being one, two-year leagues, hit or quitters, and be gone. Right. Um, is that two-part question, two question, is it is it scary right now or more exciting that, okay, this league may not last, I got to get back into college or get an NFL job if this league don't last for me? Or are you excited and say, it's all gas, no brakes, let's go, because I believe in the Rock's business plan, and I understand it, and we're going to try to make this thing go. Yeah, so the other part of being a part of this league, um, obviously, I'm sure you've had this experience, you and Miss Sarah. Um, when, when you take a job, you, you look at the leadership, and you just don't take it, because uh, every job, right? I mean, the leadership, if it's not in place and it's not stable, then you're, 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 in, you're in for trouble, so... Obviously, we looked at the, the leadership uh, with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, with Miss Garcia, Redbird Capital, uh, and then you look at um, Russ, um, the the uh, and, and the other executive, Mark and Doug. 
um, that's been a part of the NFL, understands the NFL structure. Um, so, and then, I mean, these people have a lot of success in their, in their businesses now. I mean, uh, Dwayne is one of the most recognizable. I mean, he's, he's doing everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just an amazing person, man. Let me tell you, that is a uh, down-to-earth, humble, amazing guy. It's been great having the opportunity to just mingle with him. I haven't had any single sit-downs, but we've been, you know, uh, doing these combines and stuff, and he's been at uh, many of those, and we've had an opportunity to talk. So it started with the leadership, and I thought, well, wow, uh, with these people uh, in place as leaders, I definitely want uh, to be a part of it. And once I decided to do that, once we decide to do that, then it's the grasshopper mindset. It's we can only hop forward, right? I mean, they can, they're one of the only insects that just can't like yeah. retreat backwards, right? They have to turn around and do all that stuff. So yeah. um, it's a grasshopper mindset. We're looking forward uh, and we're excited about it. Uh, it's new, it's, it's, it's new skin, new wine for me uh, to have an opportunity to coach on a professional level, to coach against um, great, uh, great coaches. And, and then the other thing, JB, and you may have an appreciation for this, that although it's pro, these guys still had they're, – they're still not – you know, they all want to go to the NFL, right? So just as we had college guys that wanted to compete and get a chance to go to the NFL, these guys would want the same thing. So um, it's they're, – they're pros, but they're just not quite, you know, per se, where they want to go in terms of getting to the next level. So, you, you know, the development phase will still be in place. The uh, coaching the, the whole man mindset will still be in place in terms of, hey, when football is over – uh, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so uh, I have an appreciation for that. And uh, that's part of a, that's part of it that, that we're looking for, forward to as well. No, no doubt. What? So there's still passion. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to have passion. I mean, we, we talk right. about um, every team that we've been involved with as a head coach. Um, we talk about how do you spell love? Most people spell it L O V E. Well, we spell it T I M E because the things that we love, we're willing to spend time with, and that's just who we are. Uh, we're heavily invested, going to be heavily invested. Um, and, you know, it's like, like I said, it's an aggressive approach. Uh, like the grasshopper, we're just hopping forward and uh, everything we touch, we want to be positive. Uh, and or we want to not be negative, right? I'll say Absolutely. that. Make, make the best of it. What's the big – uh-oh. Um, he might have got a call. Oh, there you go. You got yeah, me? yeah, I blocked it out. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's all good. I know when that happens. Um, let me ask you this, though. So, your humble opinion, you coached a lot of guys. You got a lot of guys playing the league. You played at the highest level possible. You won the biggest award. Um, the USFL came out. Uh, they had a league. You guys are coming out now in the spring. You're going to both have a league at the same time, roughly, right? Oops. We lose them. Um, let's see if we get him back here in a second. Um, I'm gonna goodness. ask him though. I'm gonna ask him if, if if he thinks that the two leagues are gonna be able to sustain um, together. Um, there you go. You there? Yeah, I'm here. We got a little pause. That's probably I, I probably don't need to answer that question since he got paused. But you can go ahead and ask ask it. Yeah. No. So the 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 two leagues are they gonna play at the same time this spring? Uh, I honestly don't know um, the exact schedule of theirs. I think um, this year here, um, I think they started a little bit earlier. Yeah. I mean, a little bit later, yeah. a little bit later, actually. Um, so, but I, I will tell you this, um, what I am excited about or happy for, 
all of those young men that played in that league uh, this past spring uh, that are getting an opportunity to go play in the NFL and show that they belong. Uh, the young man from Dallas, so yeah. turn um, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 for all I'm for I'm for everybody getting the opportunity to to show your stuff, man. You only get so many times to do that, and um, you know, so I, I, you know, kudos to that league and everything that they're doing. Uh, I'm blessed to be a part of this one, and I'm just so happy that uh, these young men that normally wouldn't have an opportunity to play football past college. Uh, yeah. Well, we lost him again. NFL. You hear me? Post up on on what what do you do? On you put your phone on uh, what's it called? Like uh, I could coach football, but I don't know about all this technology oh, stuff. Man, you gotta put me it. too. Oh, you're I'm talking calls. to the wrong people today. I'm the worst. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Shit, yeah. I'm the worst. Calls don't come through. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this: You just came out and said there's a lot of talent to evaluate, and you're you're actually you know, happy that you're going to see a lot of these, a lot of talent and get up and watch this film. And, you know, as I know, the eye in the sky don't lie. And uh, is there really enough talent outside the NFL to have two leagues and sustain two leagues, um, yours and theirs? You know this, um, there is a lot of talent. Um, there's uh uh, a lot of people that still deserve to hop, have the opportunity to play uh, on a professional level. Obviously, all 50 or all 60 of them may not be up to the standards of a 53-man roster NFL guy, um, but definitely a majority of your guys would be guys that uh, just need a little development, need a little time, and then more importantly, just need an opportunity. Um, you know, again, you go back to the um, the, the young man for Dallas, that all he wanted was an opportunity. Yeah, he's 5'7", five, 5'6", seven, five, 150. Right. And on Roll. paper, that don't say NFL, right? And I'm sure he's been told right. no a yeah. lot of times. That he's been told no a lot of times. I was I went to HBCU. I, I didn't get recruited heavily and all that stuff, but, you know, just being told. But there's a great example of, yeah, it doesn't say NFL in his statue. Right. But his ability and what he brings to the table says NFL. And uh, I think as long as we're seeing those type of opportunities, then it's hard not to give or hard not to have um, these different leagues. I mean, right. uh, even even having two leagues, there's still going to be arena. And then there's still yeah, going to yeah. be all these other leagues. And so, Good point. yeah. Yeah, you, I think. you still have the Kurt Warners out there. I mean, the guy, the guy just all he did was just tore it up in Arena League forever, and finally got an opportunity and tore it up in NFL. And I think when you have those type of situations, that there is no reason not to have other opportunities for guys because you just you, you you never know. And I think I mean, there's there's been a lot of guys that have signed. Um, this this offseason uh, to the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for our league and go do our thing and, uh, you know, see how we fare out. Nah, I, I am too, man. I'm interested to see how it is. I think the XFL was on its way before COVID, so I, I was excited to see that new the way they did it. I loved the announcing. They had, like, Greg Olson and guys like that who actually knew the game or announcing the game, and it was fun to hear 
a player's perspective that actually, and Greg's great. I think he's going to be a hell of an analyst uh, after his playing days just ended. I coach his brother, Kevin Olsen. Um, so, uh, you know, it's interesting to see. Has, has What's your take, man? Has Dion and Eddie rejuvenated uh, your excitement for HBCU? And, 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 you know, Dion's come out and say, you know, we can't compete with Alabama now, but maybe in a year or two. Is that far-fetched or... Uh, do you love the, just the confidence in him uh, being who he is, saying what he is, and getting those kids in there and those transfers from D1s to come over to to, to where he's at? And, and, and uh, is it good for – I mean, obviously it's good, I believe, for HBCU, but I think it's good for football in general. But is it a new excitement in that historically black in, environment? Yeah, I think um, obviously Dion, man, he's an amazing athlete, probably – the best athlete ever uh, in life. I mean, this guy, baseball, football, I'm a huge Brave fan, so loved him when he was there, had an opportunity to play against him. Uh, he has uh, done some things and has been a great voice for HBCU uh, football over these last, uh, you know, couple of years here with him going over to Jackson State. Now, Jackson State, now I will admit, now they have a hell of a tradition. Again, like I mentioned, they had – five Hall of Famers over there right. like back in the day. So, right. uh, so they, they've always had more attendance, right? They've yeah. always won the FCS attendance. Um, but uh, what he's doing, uh, the excitement, and who he is, his personality, his persona, uh, he's a passionate guy. He wants the best for the student-athletes. Um, obviously, the resources that uh, Alabama or, or Georgia have, it's, it's – I mean, just look at what they're getting back and money from these leagues from – yeah. Like from SEC, so it's just no excuse me. It's it's uh it's hard to compete with that, right? And I I mean that's prime, right? You expect prime to say, "Give me a year." Right? Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna get yeah. from him. No, man, we can't compete with Alabama. Hey, man, give me a year because that's prime, and that's how he roll. Uh, have mad respect for what he's doing. Eddie is doing it in a little different way, right? Yeah. You don't see Eddie on TV as yeah. much or all uh. Uh, social media and all that stuff, but I had a chance to sit with him uh, this offseason as well when I was still at Virginia State. So uh, he's doing it his own way. Tennessee State is another program that has Hall of Famers, uh, Ed Tutal Jones, and yeah. just a host of other guys. They got guys in the NFL now. But uh, for the most part, yeah, there's been some real excitement around HBCU football. Uh, there have been, you know, you take Travis Hunter that turned down a whole bunch of schools to go to Jackson State. I mean, that's huge, right? Yeah. And um, if that can continue to happen, uh, not just at Jackson State, because for HBCU ball to be, uh, you know, at the at the top tier, and that you're gonna have to get more of those players um, that are willing to say, well, no, I'm not gonna go um, to uh, a FBS school or mid major school, and I'm gonna come here and you know play my college career. But uh, I'm excited. I've always been excited about. It. I've been, you know, I'm an HBCU grad, Alabama State. Um, HBCU head coach at Alabama State for years and then Virginia State and I want to continue to support our HBCUs and uh, encourage people to go uh, in all sports to have an opportunity to go and um, see what it's like it is different right there's a different there's the bands there's yeah. uh, you know and, and, and one of the things too like you're not going to have everything man and the thing I like about it is it teach you about life man there are some things you just got to do without right i mean you're just not going to be able to have everything i mean we we rode the bus to our game hell right? yeah juco the most part. we going from we going from montgomery alabama to uh houston texas man 
So, <laughs> we leave. Hey, JB, we leaving on Thursday night. <laughs> Sounds Ride like Compton College. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> but Shit. but it gives you an appreciation, right? Um, Toughens your skin. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so so and then and the, and then those meals, man. But I, I love my experience at HBCU. I am who I am um, because of Alabama State and the opportunity that I got there uh, as, as a coach and as a former player and being able to play in the league and stuff. So um, I'm excited for this season with HBCU football. I think every primetime has made everybody, especially in that swag, step the game up and figure it out. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got to step the yeah. game up and figure it out. And uh, I know uh, we've tried to do that at Alabama State and, and helping out our coach and uh, with resources and all that stuff so he can, um, you know, so our guys can go out and compete. So, yeah, long answer, but uh, I think both of those guys have done a good job of giving us some juice heading into yeah. this season. No doubt. You won a Super Bowl. Who was the head coach? Was it Gruden? John Gruden. Yeah, man, it's John Gruden. I tell you what um, – when you're on a good team and you have a chance to win championships, and I'm preaching to the choir, you know this, uh, the leaders of the team, the head coach is not the leader, it's those players. It was Derrick Brooks, it was John Lynch, it was Warren Sapp, it was uh, uh, Rondé Barber, Keenan McCardell. And not saying coach wasn't our leader. Obviously, he was our leader leader, but those guys were the guys that made sure, hey, you know, this is how it's supposed to be done. This is how we're going to compete. Uh, here's the expectations and all that stuff. So, um, so thankful for, for, for Gruden. I was there when, in Oakland with him when he was there. And then when he went over to Tampa, uh, we went over there with him. And, uh, of course, that was an amazing team. We had some outstanding players. And uh, those guys were great teammates as well. So I was glad to be a part of that. You, you, how do you feel about his whole thing? Did he get a bad rap on that deal That from what you know about him? Or is there something out there? Because there's a lot of other people out there that, that didn't get called out. Um we lost him again. Um, well, speaking of Gruden, did you see that he was supposed to take Gronk and Brady? Yeah, I saw that. I saw field? that. Yeah, yeah. Dana, Dana White. I, Go ahead, just, Coach. Sorry. Yeah, I just know my experience with, with Coach Gruden. is. I mean, he's always been good to me. I mean, and other people that we've been around. Um, I mean, man, unfortunately, the camera or some of the things that I've said or heard or whatever, I'm just grateful that. Right. You know, right, uh, but uh, I I hate that happened to him. I know his passion for football. I know what he could and would bring to the game of football, just uh, based on you know uh, who he is and stuff like that. So you really hate when that type of stuff happens. But obviously, hey, he have to be held accountable, and uh, I know he'll get through it. He's a strong guy. I've had a talk, a converse or text conversation with him uh, since, and uh, yeah, he's a strong guy. So nah, that's be all good. Right. Yeah, because I, cause I heard that, you know, Keyshawn came out and said some stuff on ESPN and shit, and I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. I And I, you know, growing up in L.A. with Keyshawn, so I was just like, I know how Keyshawn is, too. So it's like, damn, you don't really know who to believe. And so it's just, it's one of those deals, man. It's a tough situation to be in. But, um, man, shit, I I know you're, uh, so tomorrow you told me you got you got staff meeting. Huh? Have you already had some, or are you just, are you just starting to get it going? Yeah, we've been having them just, I mean, this is a little different, right? I'm not sure if you ever coach like no. the spring league type deal. So right now you would be really, we would be really, really busy. So it's really one of those deals where you want to, you know, you want to stay in 
contact. You don't want to just yeah. Hey, so, right. so with our with our coordinators and our player personnel and our um, team operation person, uh, there's been a few other people hired. So just to hey, let's 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 catch up. Let's talk. Let's you know just, and yeah, see definitely. if there's anything new, any new new news. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do that tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to spending a little time with them and uh, you know, just kind of going from there. Nah, no doubt, man. I'm glad. I'm I'm, I'm glad you came on, man. I haven't talked to nobody but in the in the XFL deal, so I got a good friend that's uh, you know, we're talk we're in discussions on maybe possibly doing something. Um, but you know, uh, Noel Mazzoni was the OC for the New Orleans USFL team last year. Um, Larry Fedora's team, uh, the Breakers. Yeah. So uh, I think a Dallas owner bought bought uh, the New Orleans team because I, that 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 league you had to be bought uh, for Fox to re up the the year contract. So that league had to be bought by individuals. So Dallas owner bought the New Orleans Breakers, from what I understand. So I think that team's going to move to Dallas. But it's 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 all different, I guess. Everyone's going to figure it out as they go. And 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 from what I've heard, is both leagues are going to play kind of simultaneously so at least there's going to be football uh to watch in the spring so it's exciting times for these young men though like you said to get a shot to go on and keep moving i mean quarterback got picked up from the usfl the kid at dallas returning kicks who scored yesterday or the other day uh good to see him from the usfl so it's good to have you on man and uh i'm excited for you man i, I hope all turns out well and uh if this is what you love to do professional football might be the place to go man i don't know we're going to give it a try, man. Like I said, we're going to go after the best way we can. Now, the only thing that I ask of you is I need a stick recommendation, man. Not too strong because I'm not like you, right? <laughs> but I do need some stick. Oh, yeah. Moderate moderate to low. Uh, okay. Suggestion. So you like a mild right? stick. You like mild. Mild. I'm a beginner. All right. I got you. Hey, I, I gave Eddie George a bunch of sticks, too. He, he smokes, though. Him and uh, Walter Jones I just had on. So my actually, my cigar, my, I got a Cuban that's actually launching in about a week. So there you go. I'll send there you, you some of those. Plus, I'll send you a list. I'll text you a list of things uh, that you can get. Are you are you in Alabama at home right now or are you back east? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, at, I'm in the south right now. Okay. Yeah, so. So there, there's a lot of good lounges and, and, and humidors out there, I'm sure. So I, I'll give you oh, a yeah. list, man. I'll give you a list of uh, good cigars that you got to have. And uh, you got to smoke some cigars to get you ready for the season, man. Yeah, one of my good buddies, uh, his name is Reggie as well. He just opened up one in Montgomery that everybody is, like, really excited about. Um, so uh, looking forward to visiting there when I uh, – you know, when I'm home, hang out with them a little bit. Oh, no but doubt. I want to be able to speak on it like I know. So once you send me that list, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be like, call yeah. his name. <laughs> He's going to be chiefing them all. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Give me a brick house, dog. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, shit. Right, right. Hey, right. Coach, man, it's that. been a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on and sharing the wealth of knowledge you have, man. And uh, not a lot of times you get a Super Bowl champ to come on and uh, – and I appreciate you, and I, and I know those guys, those young men got a great uh, leader and mentor in you, so it's good to see you go on and uh, do this thing, and, and uh, I wish you the best, man, and we'll have to do it again and, and hopefully hook up one day. Yeah, JB, I'd love to do that. Miss Sarah, thank y'all for having thank me on. Thank you. And we got your number and stuff, so I'll definitely be in contact with you, brother. No doubt. I appreciate you, Coach. Good luck. Right on, man. Thank, thank you. you. All right, all right, all right. Show keeps moving. Appreciate Coach right there. Uh, 
Coach Barlow for joining us. Uh, great man, great leader of men right there. I'm just telling you, you can hear him talk and you know. So, moving on. We uh, Sarah's usually supposed to be off by now, by the way. This is the first week we're kind of winging this thing. So, so Sarah's just been uh, grinding it out with us. She's usually, so you know the format. Once we get through this first few shows, uh, the format is she's going to be on for two hours with us as agreed. We're going to be on the first two hours, and then the third hour I'll do my myself or have other guests. So Sarah's just sitting in here getting it all, or getting her feet wet and, uh, and getting through this. So are you good? You got to go, or are you good? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let's end it on a couple DMs so you could give these guys their fix. And 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 we'll get you out of here, and uh, and so they can uh, look towards. Uh, I know they're gonna already look towards Thirsty Thursday when you give them your TikTok or your OnlyFans DMs, which I'm sure are a lot more provocative than IG. Even though I know IG probably has a bunch of crazy ones too. You know what's crazy is my Twitter ones too. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, let's see. And, and explain to them, we're also not only going to do slide in your DMs, but we're also going to have a confessional period during the week as well, um, where we're going to have, we're going to do epic failures, we're going to do confessionals, we're going to slide into Sarah's DMs, and um, we're going to, uh, we're going to do, we got a lot of little things set up. So we've just been bombarded with guests to start to show off this week, so we appreciate that, and uh and then we're also going to get into uh, a bunch of fun shit for, for the audience. And I appreciate all you guys. But you guys got to become a member. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Make sure the show. We're trying to grow this thing. And get and, and we're already going to be the realest show on the, on the planet. But we're going to uh, we're gonna need your support. So make sure you follow us and, uh, and check us out. Somebody said they're surprised that you even look at your DMs. I do. I now I do not answer all my DMs, but I do on OnlyFans. So I do look through my DMs because I have a lot of different people like that slide in there. Uh, a lot of blue checks and <laughs> right, right. So listen, so I got a story. Sarah hit me up and was like, "We got I got a great idea. We should do." And I'm like, "Okay." And I hear it and I go, "Wow, that'll probably be big." And she goes. The people in here, obviously blue check mark people, um, are the are not surprising. Obviously, I think all men have some creepy side to them, right? Um, but the 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 size of the human, as far as on the social platform side, uh, these are big name people. So, so we're not gonna blast people out um, unless somebody became some weird, uh, rude person. But um, but we're going to she's going to talk to you and mention some <laughs> folks. And so, you, you know, just just hear her out. And so I don't know what you picked, Sarah. I don't know. Well, here's the this. There's this comment right here. She's going to be leaving hella poor guys on red. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no, it's not like that. It's just, you know, I'm busy. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um. Um, okay. So I did this thing. Um, tell me a secret. Oh, shit. So I've got some juicy secrets in here, but I think we have one for you. 
While on our honeymoon, me and my wife had sex at an amusement park. What? Wow. That was from a somebody? That was from a somebody. Wow. So I did read there was another story like this where they were doing that on a Ferris wheel. Now, what are they doing, though? Because I saw the baseball thing in the Oakland A's. If you haven't seen it, a girl was supposedly going down on her man, right? At the top of the bleachers. Wow. Right? There you have it. There you have it. A girl giving her man, uh, what do you call it, Sarah? Blowy? blowy <laughs> i've never heard the blowy term um oh my god that's interesting so so that happened then on the amusement park so we have the amusement park uh deal so that's interesting all right so so that was a uh confessional dm confessional dm well i mean there's just the regular there's Base- yeah, I agree, Mark C. Mark C. There. said baseball is boring after all, so you might as well get some head. But dang, isn't it hot? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I I guess I'm just bougie when it comes to that. I, I If it's hot outside, you know what's going on down there. And I'm not taking... One for the team on that uh, level. Oh, we got one. We got a Mike Hunt. He came out and said, this is sad, Coach. To be honest, he was going to become a member, but he said, this is the <laughs> product you're putting out. He can't become a member. Well, Mike oh. Hunt. Hey, Mike Hunt. Guess what? Don't let the fucking door hit you on the ass as you leave the building, you fucking pussy. Get the fuck gone then. Like, you act like we suck your dick, motherfucker. No, you were the one up in the stand sucking that guy's dick. Get your bitch ass on then. So, anyway, um, okay, go ahead. DMs. Yes. So, oh boy. Really? These people. Oh, you might as well say the really ones because that's the one that's going to be the fucking one. Are are you reading, like, live ones? (laughs) I mean, there's a lot. Like, I'll go through my DMs right now, and I have, like, 99 requests. I'm sure. And it just keeps going and going. Jada, I'm sure you can share some DMs, too, girl. Don't lie. I think we all can, right? Oh, yeah, all women can. I'm sure. Shit. Let's see if there's a blue check right now. Well, there was one... That was kind of fun. I would love to have him on the show. Oh, shit. But um, I don't know. I might have just that relationship. I would get pictures all the time. And I didn't really understand what was going on in those pictures. But. Hold on. Time out. What was going on in those pictures? How is it like, was it like aliens or something? Like what is, what, how did you not understand what, huh? We're talking about a big time former athlete. Right. 
big boy, and I'm getting pictures of him in spandex. Wow. Interesting. So you didn't know what was going on? No, absolutely not. But, yes. Um, So you think the relationship's been hurt? Well, I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't probably respond maybe the way other women would have responded to that. Maybe they like that. It's not my thing, my cup of tea. So I kind of threw a joke back out there, not thinking that it would hurt somebody's feelings. And I think their feelings might have been hurt. So what is the absolute craziest DM that you've had? Is it a request? Is it a picture? Or is it a threat? I mean, what have you had that's just crazy? So, uh, kind of what blew my mind when I first started this was that I would get asked to rate the sizes. Like uh, on a scale uh, of one to Yeah. Really? What do you mean? I so you got multiple guys all together saying rate my size? This is a very common thing. No way. Yes. But wait, are these guys all... In collusion? No. Oh, so just a random guy sends you that? Yep. Wow. Now, is that on Instagram or OnlyFans? Both. Now, on OnlyFans, are you obligated to answer? I mean, I do. There you go, people. (laughs) You learn something new every day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But they got to pay, though. Oh, yeah. They got to pay to play. Yes. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, Dan. I just answered that for you before you even had to say it. They got to pay to play, dog shit. We only charge $1.99 on this motherfucker. You guys are getting $100 worth of shit. (laughs) It was not David Ortiz, but I did have the opportunity to host a party um, for his Hall of Fame induction in california that i was not able to attend okay um by the way are you allowed to speak on the pb magazine not yet all right that's why i I don't want to let nobody know okay um soon sarah is on the cover of fhm by the way a lot of you guys have already seen that so um you sure you know i'm sure you see all the, the 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 you know she goes through a lot of stuff so um on her in her dm so what but is she the, but she got the office right lined out now you got the you got yes. the wi-fi working everything is i mean we're ready to go we're ready to rock hey hey we're just getting started we're just filling each other out we're getting this thing going we've had a shitload of guests on appreciate what all the guests that have came through and and uh, like I said, we have all kind of ideas we're going to make this show into. We're going to we're going to do a lot, a lot of fun shit during the show, especially when it's just me and Sarah, which we haven't been able to do yet because of all the great guests. So I appreciate everybody. I think everybody's being entertained. You're getting a lot of good inter- information for a little, a lot of good banter. We're, we're two and a half hours already on both audio and video. So um so it's been a great first two days after the technical issues and all that aside. I think we've still stepped up and uh, made it happen. So um, Jackson Reed, shut up. You're not even a member. Become a member. 
And uh, you're not going to... Uh, the vodka, we took down the vodka, but I still have it, Jada. So if you want vodka, we can get it to you. Um, order the whiskey with the bikini. But if, you, if you're a vodka girl, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate you. You got to get the bikini. Um, we're going to get Sarah a bikini, too. Don't trip. We're going to get the Coach JV's uh, bikini. All the, all the gear is on there, so make sure you see all the stuff we both have behind us. We got these tumblers that are fire. We got everything. Uh, we got girls' clothes, boys' clothes, you name it. CoachJVStore.com. Go over there and check it out. Uh, we got all these bots and bitch-made cats in here, too. Jackson. I know. Uh, it is what it is. We get them all. Um, short, fat, skinny, and tall. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll stay on. Sarah's going to get out of here. She got, she got family duty. She got to be mom. So she's going to get out of here. I'll take some calls, um, after Sarah gets out. Um, and then, you know, like I said, we'll, me and Sarah will take calls as the show gets going, uh, down the line here too. So, um, don't worry about it. Um, Lucy, I appreciate you. And uh, a lot of people blew me up last night loving Sarah's uh, portion of the show. Uh, she's part of this, so oh, I appreciate yay. everything. Yeah, so appreciate everybody and coming in. And um, No, I don't believe Deshaun Watson's hit up Sarah for a massage. Shut up. Um, I would whoop his ass. Yeah, exactly. And he's got I would a micro. say yes, and I would kick his ass. What would you, rank his, <laughs> what would you rate his micro penis? <laughs> Nothing. He's a loser. Hey, Lucy, Lucy's literally sent me pictures of him at practice where he looks like he has a vagina. So He it, does. I know. Uh, yeah, you're right. He does. So, shit. Um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, it is, you know. What is this cheat on your man or snitch on your best friend? I want to answer that real quick. What do you mean, cheat on your oh, man? Oh, he's, ask, he's, he's asking you a question because that was one of my poll questions. Would you would you cheat on your man or would you snitch on your best friend first? I would snitch on my best friend. Well, I am loyal to the bone. With the, yep. And you and she didn't even hesitate. So no. Nope. If I asked, I asked, I asked a friend of the same thing, and she said the exact same thing. So um, I agree. You know, it's different for a man. I'm not going to cheat, but I, I got to say it's different for a man because we grew up in an era where you did not snitch. You snitches got ditches, we used to say. And I think, I think, you know, I wouldn't cheat either, but I'm just saying I think it's different um, for a man or a woman, isn't it? Like, don't you think or no? Mm, I, I mean, it's not from it's, your perspective, but I know. It's hard because what is a best friend? A best friend is supposed to be your man, companion other, when, you, when you, yeah, but there are a lot of relationships that aren't like that and that's okay in that situation. I mean, if my husband wasn't my best friend and it was some douchebag asshole, then yeah, I would be like, fuck you. But hey, I don't even I don't have a lot that. of friends anyway. I don't even, I don't really give a fuck. Like, and I, and I, and I agree. I agree with Mark C. I can go get new friends tomorrow. Right. Yeah, so right. you're not going to want to go through the whole process of finding a new companion again, though. Right, and you're you're with that person. Yeah, you got kids, and you got obligations, and you've raised this, you know. So I agree. I agree with you uh, 100% on that one. So, well, it's been a real one. I'm going to let you get out of here. Go handle your business. Um, we'll talk again later on. So, um, 
um, for tomorrow. So we got Wednesday tomorrow. We got another great lineup tomorrow on the show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's only going to get better. So uh, once we yes. get down to once we only get down to one or two guests, me and Sarah can have some real talk banter and we can we can talk about other things we're going to do in the show. So I appreciate everybody coming on. I will go to after hours after party when Sarah gets out of here. I'm going to I'm going to throw up the outro sh- uh, song and video. And uh, Sarah's going to get out of here when you see the video pop up. So I appreciate you, Sarah. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Bye, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, man. Take care. Bye. What up, what up, what up? You probably saw him on Last Chance U, seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB, Sarah Cheek, mother of four, and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real. True evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion as well. All in, all gas, no breaks. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her. So she's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach of Shady Show. I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody going to say shit about JB. I've got a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.